0: and enter the PIN 287-723-4600, followed by the pound key twice. And now, your hosts, Chris Devon, Perry Lester, Sean Platts, Robert Herrick, and Bill Sparks.
3: Well, sorry for the delay in getting this started, but you can blame it on the user that switched from Indiana to Florida that thought everything was the same (laughs) as in Florida, but I had to make a little slight adjustment, and it all works now, and so very sorry, Chris. It was all the rain
2: we had in Texas that caused the delay in yeah. Indiana. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, well, it's, you know, it's sort of like those pipelines that uh, mess up, you know, and all yeah. that other stuff. So anyway, yeah, you know, there was a lot of actually. I guess I heard when they, they had that freeze in Texas, there were a lot of people because there were a lot of servers in Texas, a lot of internet problems around the country because of that, you know, because the power was out in Texas. But anyway, today is uh, May twenty fifth, and it's show number one forty five for Sports Lounge Live. Rick Swan is with us too. We hadn't. He is See, every time we get the, the promo ready and somebody new comes in with the promos. Right? Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, you know, that, that's the way it goes. But anyway, so uh, we we have an interesting show, I hope, tonight. The playoffs are well underway now with uh, basketball and hockey, <clears throat> and we'll be talking about them. We certainly had an interesting PGA tournament. So what we're going to do, For our agenda tonight is we're going to, of course, give you the list of deaths right off the top. Then we'll go around through the panel, see what's going on, what people want to talk about from their various perspectives. Then we'll do the PGA. And I know Sean's going to talk about the race in Texas and Austin, his home city, for his part of his panel thing we'll do the PGA, we'll do baseball, we'll do um the uh I think we're going say the NBA, the NFL, NHL and boxing I think and some oh and some bunch college stuff and then some boxing yeah, yeah a bunch of boxing and then some college stuff so anyway so I will start with the list of death and then we'll go through the panel uh, and have to do the roll call here uh, we talked about him last week. Uh, this week, we, uh, I think the last two weeks, we've had deaths that we knew about and didn't have the information. We don't this week, so that's good unless we get one during the show. Mm-hmm. Rennie Sennett, 72 years old, second baseman for the Pirates and San Francisco Giants. Uh, Gilles Lupien, 67 years old, the defenseman for Montreal and Pittsburgh and Hartford. And if you, when they highlight the person's penalty minutes, you know, what kind of a player he was, you know, out there and fought. That was his deal. Uh, Lee Evans, a gold medalist, medalist in 68, won two gold medals in Mexico city. He was 74 years old. He was a 400 meters guy and, uh, you know, friends with uh, John Carlos and Tommy Smith and and teammates on the San Jose uh, State uh, track team. Joe Beckwith, 66 years old, Dodgers and Kansas City relief pitcher. And John uh, Paulus, a basketball coach and tennis coach at Wisconsin, among other things. He was 88 years old. So there you go. So those are the uh, those are the deaths this week that we'll be getting to at the end of the show. So as far as my panel thing, uh, this was something that I heard about. Um, The Red Sox game wasn't too exciting the other day uh it's on sunday they lost 62 so joe castiglione and and uh will mc will, will mcdonough i'm all right <laughs> sean mcdonough's will going on. on with him by the way tonight i was thinking about sean mcdonough and he's going to be on tonight with uh, uh joe castiglione and lou merloni but uh, uh will fleming and, and joe were talking about payrolls in baseball and this has been something that's never brought up i bring it up from time to time but we have no salary floor in baseball the dodgers their payroll is 256 million dollars and guess who the 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 uh, lease payroll is not the it's not the Pirates; it's the Indians for fifty million, five times less than the Dodgers' payroll. Actually, and, Chris, uh, I can update the Dodgers'
4: total with the new players they've added. It's now two hundred and sixty-six million.
2: Okay, so there so, you go; it's getting yeah. getting worse as we speak. But the point yeah. is, you know, yeah. we know that in the salary cap leagues, and I know the players aren't going to agree to a salary cap, but we know that the the, the you know. There's always just some room they say, oh, yeah, somebody could make this move during the season because they're still under the cap. That means that they're within, you know, probably 10% of each other at the at least, you know, and as they go through a season. Here you've got teams with one fifth, and the Indians are doing well. They're, you know, they're right in the race. So, you know, um, the, the Tampa Bay is like the third or fourth from the bottom, of course. And it's just, yeah, ridiculous. I, and I would have
0: thought they'd have been right down there. Yeah. And, and,
4: and, of course, the A's are doing well, too, and I'm sure their payroll is pretty well. Their low. payroll's a little
2: higher. They said, I think, $72 million. And something like that okay. I, you know he didn't go through the whole thing but he was just uh, uh, picking out how it's Red Sox are seventh in payroll but the point is you can't have a league that's run like that you've got to have a salary floor even if the, the 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 owners need to accept a salary floor and they won't give their you know what they do in these other weeks to provide what the cap is is they'll say okay we're going to give the players 53 percent 55 percent of the gross revenue but these wonderful player these wonderful owners because the antitrust thing, don't have to disclose their uh, their revenue or they won't or they use that as an excuse to not disclose it. This is why we're going to have a strike because of baseball, just that archaic these other leagues work just fine without the uh, antitrust thing, you know and uh, baseball needs it and needs to get rid of it or disclose their revenue and make, maybe not a salary cap but at least a salary floor. This is
4: ridiculous. Not to get political here, but do you think we'll finally see the day where Congress is going to say enough is enough and take that exemption away? No,
2: we'll see uh, seven congressmen get up and say they're going to do it uh, next week and nothing will happen because it's Congress. Right. So, you know, Congress doesn't do anything. So that's my... Yeah, neither, part, neither party has wanted to touch that. No, no for whatever reason, reason.
5: And they and
0: know, they've both, and, they, and to be fair, they've both threatened it from time to time. They have. <laughs> they, they both have. have.
2: That's part of the reason they got a team in Washington. Part of it is to ke- keep them off their backs, you know? <laughs> yes. So that that, that yeah. happens, too. Right. So, you know, that's that's my thing, and I bring it up every once in a while. It's ridiculous. You can't do that. That's, that's a ridiculous... If you can't pay... If you can't, you know, don't have enough money to be in the
1: sports, get out of the sports. Sell the team. Right. You know, okay, Swan is here. What do you got to say, Rick? Hi, everyone. Um, well, with the last couple of weeks here in the Boston area, we have had some great weather, and yeah. I've used most of that time moving six yards of topsoil from my driveway to my backyard to level it off and try to plant new grass. So I'm pretty much exhausted, although I have stayed up to, to watch all the overtime hockey. It's been great. <laughs> but, it's, but, but it's been rough. Farmer um, Rick. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so with that, I'll turn it over with a late, happy birthday to Perry right thanks Rick but
0: you know what I even want you you ought to be impressed Rick I even watch overtime hockey at this time of the year so <laughs> we'll you know
6: get
0: you <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I didn't yeah it's um the weather's been okay here it's kind of warm and kind of humid but uh the I Cubs are home this week um, a six-game series they play the St. Saint Paul Saints that is of course the Minnesota Twins AAA team and Uh, The big topic around here has been the AAA announcers, for the most part, are traveling, and they wonder if they can do it, why can't the major league announcers do it? Some of them have Dan Dickerson, we know, was in Seattle for the no-hitter, and he went to Kansas City. Um, but uh, their topic has, has been for the last, you know, why can we do it and, and why can the Major League guys not? Because and some of the Major League announcers, you can tell, they're getting really tired of the monitors. But uh, yeah. nonetheless, <clears throat> that uh, I don't know that I see that ending anytime soon, but uh, some want to some do it and some are okay with with the way that it is, well, you may see split crews. You may see some travel and others right. not. You know, Who you knows? may, yeah. and and of course, when Dan Dickerson travels, he he does the game by himself. So, yeah. So Jim Price
2: doesn't want to do it. He's older, and he's old.
4: He's yeah. the American League version of Vince Scully when he's by himself. Right, Robert. Oh, wait uh, I'm, I'm, so, I'm
0: sorry. I'm Bill. sorry. Bill, Bill. 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 Um, okay. Yeah, gonna, he was batting.
4: Bill's up, gonna,
2: yeah. Wait a minute. That's
0: Bill's going to fire me if I keep forgetting. Yeah. On, Go ahead.
2: That's why Bill. he's not the manager of our our uh, sports sounds <laughs> live uh, baseball team because he's getting trouble for getting <laughs> us out of order in the manager um, lineup. Yeah,
3: he's he's out of touch. Yeah. Um, let me see. Uh, probably your major league issue. Probably one of the questions, result is the announcers cannot travel with the team like they used to. And I think that's part of an issue. And I'm not exactly sure what's going on there. But hopefully, maybe I've noticed that today. Crackdown on masks on the plane. And, you know, people are really traveling now. So maybe things will be better soon. Well, get back to... Some baseball here. I see my Reds are going to put in a new starter. I'm not sure what's going on there, but they probably need uh, Perry needs to talk about some of their roster moves cuz <laughs> they need to make some serious roster moves but that's at least all. they're not at least
0: at this point bill they're not the cubs the mets and the dodgers those seem to be the walking
7: wounded teams
3: and the other issue is the pacers can't decide whether or not to fire their coach the president comes out and says well he does a lot of micromanaging i'm going to have to think about this over the next 2 days rather he'll really be back now they're coming out with a report that they may let him continue and put him under a secret suspension or oh watching my God. Okay. just let him go if it's that bad let the man go and move on count your mistakes and just go on you know but who knows but i am back and we are doing this from indianapolis and i'm hitting the right buttons now so okay,
7: we are good,
2: Robert. Um, well,
4: um, I'm happy to report I'm now fully vaccinated. So I think the entire panel is now fully vaccinated.
2: Well, no, you got no. you got two weeks. If you got your shot today, it's two weeks. Yeah, I know, I know. So, well, you mean, the vaccine Vaccinated, not immune yet.
4: Yeah, right No, I no, I got to wait two weeks. But you know, uh, that, I'm glad that that's done and accomplished. And my A's are doing okay. Um, they had a meeting with the people in Las Vegas last night, uh, uh, because the A's president was at the Golden Knights game last night, and it sounds like the meeting went well, so it looks like Las Vegas is the leader in the clubhouse for the uh, A's to be their new home, so we'll see what happens. Uh, I don't know if that means Mark Davis will get involved um you know, with with the or the Golden Knights ownership will get involved and, you know, uh, try to have representation on, you know, all sides of you know Wayne Newton. Yeah. So yeah. well I don't know I don't know about that, Sean, yeah. but it John was... A, from, from the uh from the uh, uh sound of the meeting last night everything apparently went well so it looks like there's a leader in the clubhouse um other than that everything's going good here and don't forget uh we had the prime tile prime prime t- tiles those would be tile, trial <laughs> uh, yeah for the prime um,
2: tiles are something you put up in your kitchen i know <laughs> yeah.
4: um for the uh indianapolis 500 and scott dixon won the polls so and uh, that's something for Indianapolis uh, 500 fans to look forward
2: yep, to. next week we can
4: talk and about that. Yep. And
5: remember, it's NBC now. Remember, yeah. it moved as of what, last year? To NBC. Last year, I, yep.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Actually, so, it didn't Sean, happen last year, right? Did it at yeah, all? It, it yeah, it happened in
5: did. August.
2: Oh, did they? Oh, that's did right. It they did have it in August. Okay. Yeah.
5: So, yeah. Sean, on this, But NBC has it now. So, all right, well. we'll I said, it hold on, just a second,
0: Sean. Isn't there a station, Bill, in Indianapolis who does, like, all Indian 500 programming this weekend up until the race?
2: Yeah, WIBC, what, in the WIBC and I know what they used to do, and they tend to do it on the Saturday morning before the race. They play uh, Indy, the five hundred in an hour, and they'll play some of the old races from the fifties and sixties. And yeah, 70s. they'll
3: do, they'll do that cool. all weekend. The
2: sixty,
3: yeah. uh, they
5: do it in sixty minutes. They like speed it up and yeah, 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 yeah. and they do all that. But they'll be on
3: all weekend. Yeah, they, they, 5 and one zero seven five. The fan, yes, mm-hmm. and WIBC.
5: Yep, yeah, I think okay. it's on both stations if I remember yeah. WIBC and the fan simulcast it from right. what I remember in the past. Okay, shine so Sean, all go right. ahead. Well, a couple of things. First of we all, uh, We are we are drying out here in Texas. <laughs> We've had a lot of rain, had a lot of rain, drying out. Uh, so. We'll see if we're done with the rain, but WWE, for those of you that are pro-wrestling fans, I know it's not sports, but it's scripted. It's sports entertainment. You know, it's scripted. They're announcing a 20—they're actually going to start touring 25 cities in July, so uh, that's something those of you all can go see. That's another side of things coming back. Uh, Austin City Limits Music Festival, Big Festival in October, and that's their lineup. They sold out. In an hour, the three-day passes and they sold out the single-day passes in 20 minutes today. So yeah, on for each day. So that's the thing, and we had we had the Texas Grand Prix NASCAR events at the Circuit of the Americas here in Austin, which is a Formula One track. So it's a 3.41 mile road course so it's not just all lefts it's lefts right it's wow. not for Formula One, but they ran straight away yeah
1: cool
5: yeah they liked it even though they had to end the race itself because of rain and because of lightning because what we were doing sunday we were getting these it would pour for like 20 minutes and then it would stop and then it would just come like huge downpours and then it just you know they had to end it chase elliott won it was a good Crowd, there were traffic jams. People were having to park over at the high school nearby and shuttle over. That's how. And NASCAR, at first, a lot of people complained about all these road courses, but they were really happy. And you know, NASCAR is one that benefited a lot from the pandemic. And that carried over to this year because they were pretty much the first one that came back, them, UFC, and then the PGA. But They got the high ratings, and even when the other sports came back, NASCAR was still doing well, and it has transferred over to this year, where they've been some of the highest-rated events on television for the weekend, highest-rated sporting events, beating some NBA. I mean, they Two years ago, NASCAR was like, okay, what's going We're losing interest, and now it's like the pandemic. Well, pandemic Part of it is the lineup's fans.
2: a little different this year because NASCAR was, you know, they haven't had to start facing playoff uh, basketball and stuff until now. So, of course, the lineup is well, a little different. So, you yeah, compare also, the same and, races, it would come out differently, you know, because the well, yeah, you know I mean, uh, and
5: they've had some different. They've tried some different stuff. You know, they couldn't run Montana because yeah. of California rules at time, So they said, okay, we're gonna we'll do another road race that they. So they, one thing it did, they saw, hey, we can adapt. And see, they adapt in a common-sense way. Maybe people like Rob Manfred and people like that ought to take a look. Like, how do we adapt with common sense to help our, help our league get interest? Not, oh, we're going to try this. We're going to try that. You know, Rob Manfred, even Adam Silver a little bit, Gary Bettman, some of those guys. Well, how and do we per- adapt? As a person,
4: Sean, that follows NASCAR and watches it on a regular basis, what I would be concerned with with the TV ratings, Fox does a much better job of covering NASCAR
5: than NBC ever does. And Uh, and they know, and they know they drop off. They know they drop off when football season starts. But I mean, like you said, I mean they had different things. The only the weekends that they didn't that they didn't win were during March Madness, during the Masters, during the PGA Championship and weekend in Kentucky Derby, but other weekends. Now, playoffs, like I said, it depends on what game is going head-to-head against NASCAR. But anyway, let me get to some other... Let me get, tell you all how you can call in because I know we've rambled away too much. <laughs> you can... Check us out. You can leave a message anytime throughout the week, times at allthingsradio.net or 773-572-7715. Or you can dial in talk anytime throughout the show, including our poll question. Uh, and it's inspired by our first topic, the PGA championship. I had something planned totally different, but Phil helped change it. We're gonna talk about some of your favorite moments of someone maybe quote unquote past their prime that just stepped up and did something. You know, you can dial in later in the show, download the Zoom app or dial six four six eight seven six ninety nine twenty three, enter code 4600 hits pound key and then hits the pound key again. Star nine, raise your hand and come on in and just, we we're ready to talk. Now, speaking of the PGA Championship, let's get on into that. What a okay. what a
2: Well, great. it was down at uh, Kiowa Island in, in uh, South Carolina and Phil Mickelson won it and he's uh, the sixth, it was his sixth major. He won by two strokes over Brooks Kepka and, uh, yeah. Uster, yeah. and Louis Oosterhazen, I think it is. Louis, Louis Usterhaisen. Yeah. Louis Yeah, Louis, yeah, that's right. Hadn't won in two years, actually. And he was uh, uh, and he's, was marked ranked going into this. Week one hundred and fifteenth in the world, so this was you know came out of the blue. And, and and
5: he well, he's Phil's been Phil's been in some contention on some tournaments. Remember in the Masters he was in, and he was playing. I mean, he was he's playing some of his best golf at fifty. But the last time he won a, a major was twenty thirteen. The last time he won the PGA Championship was two thousand and five. Right. So I mean. You know, and in 2013, they thought, "Hey, it's amazing! This guy's 42." Like I said, uh, "Boris, somebody, uh, Boris." Julius Boris. Yeah, yeah. He wanted at 48. He previously was the oldest. Uh, yeah. Jack Nicholas. Jack Nicholas. I always did it. Jack Nick- I knew I was about to start saying but Jack <laughs> Nicholas was the third oldest. But now, fifty years, eleven months, and I think his birthday might be either this week or next
2: week. I think it's June thirteenth, uh, right before before the open yeah. starts. I like think. Yeah, okay. And
4: right And remember, the U.S. Open is the only tournament he's never won.
2: Right. Yeah. He's, he's never won player. the U.S. Open. He's the tenth player to win in three different decades now. Now that yep. he's won this tournament, and let's see. Let me see. He won uh, in '91, and uh, Mickelson. Uh, he was at 602 and 50 years and 11 months he was. Jack Nicholas was 46 and two months in when he won the Masters in 86. Old Tom Morris, as opposed to young Tom Morris, I assume, <laughs> was 46 and three months when he won the British Open in 1867. We all remember that great tournament. Yeah. And then, uh, let's see, uh, Julius Boris uh, was 48 and four months in 68 when he won the PGA. And yeah. uh, let's see, hasn't won the Open yet, as you said, Sean. And he's won uh, 45 uh, tournaments. And he's the eighth uh, in tournament wins all time. And uh, he won the and for his uh, he won the Masters in '04 and '06 and '10. He won the British in '13, the PGA in '05, and now in '21. So those are his six uh, majors. So yeah, pretty amazing.
5: I mean, that's an accomplishment. I mean, he's like I said, it's. You know, golf has, since Tiger kind of dropped off, you know, golf hasn't had that person to latch on to. And Phil, you could tell he was having a good time. The fans were, that was good to see. They had fans there, and they were, I mean, they were crowded. Brooks Keska couldn't even hardly make his shot. It was to that point and they were they were crowded around Phil. Everybody was wanting to see it and I mean just the whole excitement and you know, his excitement, even you know I mean even the other players I think Phil at fifty He's probably the marketable guy now for, for golf. What is he do? He's going to play the Colonial this week, and then he's going to take uh, a couple weeks off, and then he will come back and play the U.S. Open on Father's Day weekend. Which well, I, uh, And yeah.
4: remember, he also is a member of the Champions Tour now, so he also does those events. Yeah,
2: right. he does those. He was, I remember, you know, it's funny now. He's got the six majors, mm-hmm. but I remember going up to that first Masters in here hearing the talk, you know, is he ever going to win a major? Because, you know, by that time he was 32 years old. And he hadn't won right. a major yet. Right. He's been yeah, a promising golfer. Won. Already and traveled. Tiger had won all these majors, and of course they're you know near an age. You know Tiger's is what 40, 44 or so. Forty four. So they're like contemporary. Yeah, and so it's like, oh boy, he's going to be just behind. You know, it's like he's not going to do it because he's the number two. You know, he'll be the number two. But you know now Tiger is not available, and then Phil is uh, able to and who, put one up. Who knows if Ti-
5: Honestly, who knows if Tiger
2: will be able to come back? Yeah, he I mean, may never. <coughs> he may never be able to come back. He's we
5: basically a walking, a walking um, piece of metal, basically.
2: Right, right. Well, okay, well, it's time for baseball, uh, but do we want to get our break out of the way? I know the show's a little lopsided tonight because we started at 10 past 6,
0: but... Let's do that. Let's get the break out of the way, then we'll come back and talk
2: baseball.
3: Yep. All right. Keyboard Cat, Hamilton the Pug, and Toast Meets World. These are some of the Internet's most beloved pets, and they all have one thing in common.
0: And we're back, so Chris, how about those standings, and then we'll go into lots of
2: other stuff with baseball. I was just picturing like this little five-year-old kid at somebody's house where the legend plays all the time and they remember, they learned how to get dressed by listening to that commercial. that pretty cool, <laughs> <Yeah>. you know? <laughs> Pull a rabbit through the hole and all this other stuff. Yeah. Okay. Okay. They, uh, the standings here and there have been a few changes. The Red Sox aren't in first place anymore. What's mm-hmm. going on? But we have a, a three-way tie on the all-important loss column or does that not become all-important <laughs> until September? <laughs> anyway, American League, League East, Tampa Bay at 30 and 19, they've won 11 in a row. Yes, they the, have. Red Sox 29 and 19 they 're not playing badly, I mean they had a decent road trip, you know one two out of, it went four of four and two on the road trip. The Yankees have won a whole bunch of lately too. Eight out of they nine, like or something. They've
4: won like six or seven in a row. They're twenty-eight away. and
2: nineteen. So Tampa Bay thirty and nineteen. Red Sox twenty-nine and nineteen. Yankees twenty-eight and nineteen. The big loser here is Toronto, because what happens to Toronto is they lost two out of three to the Red Sox and all four to the the Blue Jays in their home away from home in Dunedin, which they're now done with. They're going to be going to on a road trip and then going to Buffalo, and uh, so they they'll be staying away from those wild, noisy crowds in Dunedin. Uh, anyway, twenty-three and twenty-three. So they started off right with. Every Everybody else, they're now five and a half out. So that's what happens when you get to play. Same thing happened to the Giants. We'll get to them in a little while. Baltimore, of course, at 17 and 30. In the Central, the White Sox, who just got through being swept by the Yankees, 27 and 19. Cleveland, with this small payroll we talked about at 25 and 20. We, if you've got Terry Francona, you've always got a fighting chance. Kansas City, 22 and 23. They're hanging in. Detroit eighteen and twenty nine and Minnesota eighteen and twenty nine. Can the twins get out of last place? In the West, Oakland at twenty eight twenty one, Houston twenty six and twenty one, Seattle twenty two and twenty six. Texas 22 and 27 the Angels reckon uh, Bill's Angels 20 and 27 <laughs> in the National League East well the walking wounded that we were talking about the Mets are leading anyway with 21 and 20 but the whole divisions within two games Mets 21 20 Atlanta 23 and 24 Miami 23 and 24 the Mets are ever going to catch up there's six games less than everybody <laughs> else uh, Philadelphia 23 and 25 Washington 20 and 23 well they don't have to catch up with them because they're the guys they were not playing with before right. the Central With the Cardinals at 26-21, the Cubs 24-22, Milwaukee 24-23, Cincinnati twenty and twenty-five, and Pittsburgh eighteen and twenty-eight, and in the West, <clears throat> San Diego thirty and eighteen, the Dodgers twenty-nine and eighteen, San Francisco twenty-eight and nineteen. Well, what happened to the Giants? They've been leading for quite a while, but they had to play the Dodgers and got swept in San Francisco. So, I mean, they're still right there. It's not a bad thing, you know. It's like the Red Sox are just been right out, right in the fight. But uh, that's what happens when you get to play your division rivals. And stuff. The team, as they say, Toronto really took in the neck. Then uh, Colorado and Arizona. I mean, they're clearly not mathematical. Out of it, but they're for, they're going to be playing out the string most of the year. Colorado at nineteen and twenty-nine, Arizona at eighteen and thirty. So, schedule tonight six thirty-five. The Cubs are at Pittsburgh. Six forty, Philadelphia at Miami. Uh, Seven oh five, Cincinnati at Washington. Toronto at the Yankees. Oh, good, they get to play the Yankees. They get done with the Red Sox. <laughs> and Tampa Bay. Now they got to play. Go to New York. That's a good idea. Uh, Seven ten, Atlanta at the Red Sox. Cleveland at Detroit. Kansas City at Tampa Bay. Colorado at the Mets. Seven forty, we have San Diego at Milwaukee, Baltimore, Minnesota, uh, eight ten, St. Louis at the at the White Sox, uh, and, and so now Cubs fans become White Sox fans. That'll be fun. Uh, Dodgers at Houston, nine thirty eight. Okay, there we go. Yeah, he's the guy in the background, you know, like the subliminal TV guy. <laughs> nine thirty eight, uh, Texas at the Angels, and nine forty, San Francisco at Arizona and Seattle at Oakland. So there you go. Yep. So so into our oh Texas. Is Angel game is on MLB Network. Otherwise. Okay. So one, and the Cubs so and the had, Pirates are just underway. Yep. Naturally, uh, another week, another couple of no hitters. So, first of all, we had Spencer Turnbull for the Tigers against uh, Seattle on Tuesday, last week, the 18th. And then Corey Kluber for the Yankees against Texas on Wednesday, the 19th. And uh, six no hitters this year, most this early ever. And the first time in uh, three teams, no hit twice. So that takes care of all six no-hitters, doesn't it? Yep. The only teams that have been no-hitter are Texas, Cleveland, and Seattle. Right. That means all the no-hitters have been – well, I'm not saying they weren't. there was no interleague. There could have been. But anyway, all American League teams, no-hit. First back-to-back no-hitters – since uh, uh, in 1969 on May uh, 30th, April 30th, Jim Maloney of the Reds. We talk about him. Seems like every week, that something comes up about Jim Maloney or something. <laughs> he, he anyway, he was a great pitcher for the Reds for quite a long time. They never got a lot of credit because he well, he made All Star teams, but he was in a smaller market. But he was a good pitcher. Jim Maloney on the 30th of April, and Don Wilson, not the announcer for Jack Benny, but the pitcher for Houston, did it on May 1st of '69. So there you go. Uh, and then Chris, the, the, we have uh, a we
0: have a break. Uh, baseball Good. story are, bryce harper oh, headed to the injured list
2: oh what is the matter with old bryce
0: uh that it didn't say but he's headed to the injured list and apparently joe girardi has been a little uh less than forthcoming with the media over the last few days and he said that he did that for a comp- uh, competitive advantage
2: Okay. Well, one of the now, things gee, that, like, I
4: wonder I wonder if Joe could get away with that when he was in New
2: York. I didn't pay a lot of attention to the Red Sox series, you know, the because the, the Bruins were playing and the, this and that and other things were going on. But one thing I can say is Bryce Harper was not hitting against the Red Sox. So oh. that's the one thing that was going on. So uh, And I
5: want Go and ahead and talk about these these no hitters though and all yep. these strikeouts and everything. Red there was an article I think it was in the Athletic or so but what Reggie Jackson and Nolan Ryan came out and rips Major League Baseball and said it was not really fans of what's going on today because everybody's hitting 2:30 but you know but they're trying to you know they're trying to go get a home run or they strike out they're, they're like the art of someone hitting 315 and getting a walk is going away and you know they were both like it's almost unwatchable because they're doing these oh you got to have strikeouts and I think they even talked about an article I think it was somebody with the Indian who talked about how a pitcher yelled at him. I think it was with the Indians there they didn't but a pitcher yelled at him because he got an out to end an inning, he, you know, he caught, this was in the, the minor ball, leagues,
2: or, wasn't it? I think.
5: Yeah, I was in the minor leagues. It was an Indians organization. Right. And he, he caught the, he caught the ball at third to get the out. And the pitcher was throwing a fit going, I didn't strike him out. I'm not going to make the majors now. Cause he was worried because they're basing on strikeouts. It's like, it's like a strikeout is almost meaningless. I mean, no one, well, right, and it, the it's other thing, like the strikeout is meaningless now.
2: The other thing too, is if they, you know, and I'm, I'm not saying there's any uh, solution to all this, but there's two things that, it also affects. It also affects the number of innings. We've been talking this week in our baseball group about pitchers can't go many innings anymore. Well, if you're throwing five, six, seven, eight pitches to get people out because you're striking them out instead of having ground balls, we had a pitcher here, Bob Stanley. All he did was throw with sinkers, so they hit the ball, second or third pitch, ground ball, you know, getting out. I mean, he'd be off some days, and they didn't home runs, but you know what I'm saying? If the sinker was working, that's what he did. Knuckle ballers like Kim Wakefield, that's what they did. They'd get them to hit, go after it, and they weren't really striking. People out. That's and that's take, assuming
4: though, Chris has seven or eight pitches. If you don't have a lot of foul balls in the at bat, right? And, that's right. Now and, uh, and keep one thing in mind with these no hitters. Remember, by all rights, there should be
5: seven no hitters this year. That's right. right. That's right. Because and, you know Madison. Oh, the low-hitter. seven 8 no hitter. Yeah,
2: and then when the other thing. You're
5: alienating two of your, I mean, biggest legends of the game by the last the last
2: half of the 20th century. I mean, right. That's... Right. And I I, w- I wonder what Ted Williams would think of all this. I'm sure he'd oh man because you know his his thing was. He never. I don't think he hit up at all. You know, hit hit level, swing level. That was his thing. You know, yeah. just hit the ball. If you got the power, it'll go out. That's what he said. So, oh, I'm sure. I'm sure Tony. Greatest Wooden hitter of all time. Why listen? Why that? listen to him? You know.
4: Yeah, <laughs> right. I, I'm sure Tony Gwynn would have something to say about all this. You, That's you right. talk
0: about. You talk about the hitting. The, um, the Cubs today put Matt Duffy on the DL, and they called up Patrick Wisdom. Patrick Wisdom has. A, I think he has three hits the entire season now he just came off paternity leave recently but they called him up from Iowa his three hits are all three home runs
2: there you go <laughs> so the Cubs earlier in the week released uh, Tony Walters and called up uh, P.J. Higgins, Higgins to catch and play I guess because of other injuries right they wanted to play a couple right of and, and Higgins
0: will. Higgins can play first he can play third he can catch so that gives them a little more ability
2: than Tony Walters had Mm-hmm. On Thursday, Albert Pujols was playing with the Dodgers, and he play, played first. He hit his uh, 668th home run, but he got career hit 3,256, and he passed Eddie Murray, former Dodger, and of course Oriole too. And his uh, 12th now all, all hit, you know, an all-time hit. And, uh, next guy he's got to catch is Willie Mays.
4: I believe it's Willie Mays. If I got if I've got the list. Correct, oh, that's what you Chris. said on the other <laughs> yeah.
2: on the message. So I haven't heard it anywhere else. And uh, yeah. our friend David didn't come in and correct you, so it wasn't hey, about that, the Dodgers. That, so that, <laughs> I think. That, that
4: must be true. That's a
2: good thing. Yeah. Uh, and speaking of the Dodgers, Kenley Jansen, who our friend John used to complain about all the time, but he, oh, yes. you know, talk about longevity. He's, he got his 320-second save in the Dodger uniform, and he's 20th all-time, uh, but now he's third for saves with one team behind uh, Dennis Eckersley for the A's and, uh, and Trevor Hoffman and Rivera. Yeah, well, actually, and, uh, he's fourth. And, I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah, he's behind uh, you know, uh Eckersley, Hoffman, or Rivera. Yeah.
4: He'll ca- he'll catch Eckersley, but he will he will never catch Hoffman or Rivera cuz they're both over 600 saves.
2: Yeah. Yeah. You know. Okay. Uh we we you know always we try to sprinkle in our good COVID news. California will reopen on June 15th with 100% capacity outdoor above uh 10 10,000 people proof or negative test, test, you know, proof of vaccination or a negative test is optional. But it's uh, required for uh, indoor events of more than five thousand people. So uh, you know, and
4: the, the Dodgers, Angels, and Padres have said they're going to go to full capacity. The Bay Area, however, both Oakland and San Francisco have said no. So are they at
2: a, per- a percentage at this point at the Bay Area? Or what's their percentage right now? I, you know?
5: I, I have they have not updated that, so I don't know what it is. You know, okay, the stay mm-hmm. totally they can. The State home they totally can.
2: They're just they're just
5: being.
0: I'm, gu- I'm well, guessing it's maybe. I'm the guessing counties. it's a county issue. Yeah. Yeah,
2: yeah it yeah. is. Yeah. Citizens Bank uh, will be at uh, 100%. Not not the branches. We're talking about the ballpark. Sorry, you still have to have your uh, mask on, especially if you're going to hold up the bank. Definitely (laughs) wear that mask. (laughs) Citizens Bank uh, Park will be at 100% capacity starting on June 12th in Philadelphia when they're playing the Mets. And uh, I'm wondering, uh, Yankees, you're right. And I'm wondering if... um, if that affects Pittsburgh, too. I don't know whether they're, uh, and you know, like, like I said affected earlier, Houston a so 100% tonight for the Dodgers. Well, okay. Jerry's
0: got his hand up, so we'll let him answer that here in a but few Jerry minutes. Jerry, about yeah. we'll get to things. you in just a oh, second.
5: Okay. And
2: Go ahead, Chris. It's, and you know it's oh, okay. a shame. That, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. okay well, I had uh, basically finished the baseball notes, and I was getting ready okay. to start the NBA, so this is a good time to talk well, let to me give
0: you. Let me give you a couple more of them here. Harrison Bader okay. uh, on the injured list today with a fractured rib. That's painful. <laughs> and we sent Matt Duffy to the injured list for the Cubs. Yep. And uh, we know that the Mets are the walking wounded, the Dodgers are the walking
4: wounded, <clears throat> and the Cubs are too. Now, Jerry, if you want to unmute, we will get to you. Oh, and one other baseball mm-hmm. note that I read about before I came on the show, uh, uh, um, uh, uh, pl- uh, for Cleveland, Zach Plesack, apparently was taking off his <laughs> shirt this morning. And he dislocated his thumb. Now I've never heard of anybody dislocating okay. their thumb. So
2: popping. now we need a PSA about how to take off shirts. We got him about how to get dressed. Now we gotta get <laughs> Okay. Whatever.
4: Uh, I have never heard of such a thing. But yeah, they had to put him on the injured uh, on the internet list because he
7: dislocated his thumb. I've never heard of such a thing. Anyway. Okay. Go ahead, Jerry. Okay, finally, it wouldn't unmute at first. Yeah, uh, Citizens Bank goes to full capacity on the twelfth of June as, as they said as a... Set against the Yankees, um, the Pirates. I don't know anything about, but I do have a hockey question, and I'm glad we have. Uh, I'm glad we have Rick, who hopefully you watched the Penguins game last night. I didn't quite understand, uh, as you know, the Penguins lost. As yep. we all know the Penguins lost to the Islanders. Um, the <laughs> eight seconds into the second overtime, when Josh Bailey scored the goal. Now, around here they're saying it was some. It was because of the way the Pittsburgh goaltender moved on the ice, or whatever. He moved up on the ice. I didn't quite understand what that was about. Well, first of all, he gave the puck away.
1: <laughs> you know, instead of I, I don't know what he was thinking. He just he just sent it out front. for you know, to the island to play but then while the island to play was still about twenty feet out, he came out and looked like he tried to poke check the puck away, but he was nowhere near him yet. So that put oh. him out of position to, to take the shot. Oh, okay. it's similar to what happened with Washington in the in the Bruins game. That yeah, you know, but at goal. least the Washington goal, he left it behind the net, and he, he thought the defenseman was going to come get it. Yeah, it's, the defense, it was it's, the it's it's he his It was The Penguins goal, he, he handed it right to him. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: Okay. All right, so so that's what happened. So uh, you know, what do you think, Jerry? You think the Penguins can come back on uh, tomorrow night again in the on Long Island?
7: I certainly hope so. I, I don't know. I don't think we have a start time. I like what Mike. Oh uh, Land- yes,
2: we do. We do. Six thirty, uh, I think, isn't it? Uh, I did six thirty.
7: Oh. Yeah, yep. I'm a little behind because I've been on the phone all day talking. Yeah, to no,
2: that's. I've got the whole upcoming schedule for the uh, for the hockey. You know, for the next games in each series, we'll run all that down with the basketball and Hockey. But six thirty for the Islanders game. Yeah. Okay. And that Mike needs to stop he just needs to stop uh, Jerry I listened to him for about two minutes it was unlistenable he's he's saying okay now the Islanders have it and uh, they shoot it in and you know he might recognize a penguin here and there but he can't see very well and he uh, you know uh, Phil Bork is helping him out left and right he really shouldn't be doing this anymore he's just got to stop Yep. And, and uh, the Islander announcers are great, anyway. Yeah,
4: they are. And uh, honestly, I think uh, you have a very—you, uh, ha- I mean, Mike Sullivan is a very good coach for the Penguins, but Barry Trotz is one of the top coaches in the NHL. So, and when he- when his team has a lead in a series, very seldom does he ever give it away. So, okay. keep that in mind.
1: That's another reason I don't want to play the Islanders. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, hey, we got a good coach too.
2: Yeah, okay. you do. Are we ready for the? Uh, we are the ready. NBA. <laughs> all right. Well, let's pick up where we were last week, we'll, we'll just uh, we're not going to do scores, but we'll do the uh, who beat who in the play-in games and get it and where the series are and then give you the schedule for Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday so you get a uh, game, an uh, upcoming game in each series. So the play-in we had the Celtics beat Washington on Tuesday night, so that gave them the seventh seed in the East. Indiana beat Charlotte. That eliminated Charlotte and meant that Indiana went to Washington on Thursday night when Washington blew Indiana out. That's why they're talking about maybe firing the coach and all that other stuff. So Washington got the eighth seed, and the Red, and the Celtics got the seventh seed. So that meant Boston was going to play uh, – uh, Brooklyn and uh, Washington was gonna play Philadelphia. In the West the Lakers beat Golden State in a really good game, probably the yes, best game there was. And so they beat the Warriors. So that meant that the War and Memphis beat San Antonio, knocking the Spurs out. So then and we've got a note on that later on when we get to our note section. So then that meant that the Warriors in Memphis played and surprisingly Memphis beat Golden State. So that was the only upset in the play in games actually. Yeah, uh, you know, where where the road team won, I think. So Memphis then yeah. was gonna be number eight playing Utah and Uh, and the Lakers were going to be number seven against Phoenix, and strangely enough, because people just bet with uh, names and don't know anything about what's going on, even though Phoenix finished nine, I looked it up, nine games ahead of the Lakers, the Lakers were favored going into the series. Yeah, that that makes
4: sense. And Phoenix won game one, so... Well, the
2: Lakers are actually favored to win the championship. Yeah. Well, this is ridiculous. I don't think that's going to happen. You know, it's not that they can't, it's not, we've seen teams win all road series, the Celtics did it in 69, it can be done. That's not the point. The point is, you know, we, we've got guys coming. Anthony Davis and and, uh, and um, uh, LeBron. LeBron, LeBron are coming off injuries here. LeBron, thirty six years old. I mean, maybe this will be in our uh, you know when we do it a year from now, the great accomplishments of older Americans or something. <laughs> but you know, this I just don't get it. You know, it's all Lakers all the time. This is what they talk about, and when the Lakers are good, that's what you get. So yeah. I just think it's uh, I think it's ridiculous. I think Phoenix is a better team, and not that I could name you more than like two sons. <laughs> it's not that I know who they are. I. Just just know that they started playing really well in the bubble last year and carried it right over on into this year, yeah. and they've got a real thing going there. They they so, have
4: a they have a very good unknown coach that is done very well. They have a lot of younger. We're not going to want
2: to let make him be known by mentioning his name, are
1: we? Uh,
4: Money Williams
1: <laughs> the There we but, go. Uh, yeah, but
4: but um, uh, no, they have a lot of younger players. I mean, yeah, everybody He's knows cycle. Yeah, cycle. And, yeah, and uh, everybody knows Chris Paul. Everybody knows right. Devin Booker. But yep. beyond that, a lot of people. don't I don't know who a lot of these sons are. No, no, I'm
2: going to sure. be interested. I didn't get to hear much of that game on Wednesday. Uh, didn't really hear any of it on Sunday because I was doing right. stuff. But I, I really am looking forward to getting interested in these sons. Okay, so you know, so we'll give you a rundown of what's going on in these series so far that we got. So, number one seed, Philadelphia, is leading Washington one game to none. Yep. Atlanta is the number five seed. They beat the Knicks in a close game on Sunday night, so they lead that series one game to none.
4: I think that could go the distance. So it should. See.
2: They're yeah. very e- evenly matched. Uh, uh, Brooklyn beat the Celtics in the, the, the first game, and uh, they didn't even play that well, and they beat them by 11 points, so that's going to be, maybe the Celtics get a win, but that's about it. Yep. So, Brooklyn's ahead of the Celtics, one game to none, and Milwaukee is ahead of Miami, two to nothing. Now, this is the one I thought was going to be the upset, but Milwaukee you know, won the game you know, in overtime, and they lost a lot of close, you know, those games last year, they lost in five games, but so there were a lot of close games. I heard a lot of that series, because, of course, it was the other semifinal with the Celtics in Toronto, so I was certainly paying a lot of attention. And
5: Milwaukee did a lot a lot of actors, you know, they did they picked up a bunch to put some people around Giannis for this year, yeah, right to help. So, I think and that is happening, but you can, like I said, even at two zero, you can't count Miami. Oh, out. no, and oh, no.
2: no, and they're going home yeah. now. Now, the other thing, too, is uh, I listened to some of the game on Saturday, and it's still a good idea to hack a Giannis because Giannis cannot shoot three. Uh, yeah, throws.
4: no, he, yeah. he's the uh, modern day version of Hack a Shaq,
2: that's yeah. right. So, anyway, so the Bucks are leading 2 nothing, and uh, in the West. Uh, Memphis beat Utah in the first game, so they're, they're ahead one game to none. Well,
4: that was surprising because Utah found out just before game one started, Donovan uh, Mitchell, their number one player, was unavailable, and nobody has any idea what the injury is. So uh, I'd, I'm going to be interested to see um, you know, if it's a long-term thing or whether he just had mm-hmm. to miss the game, because if he would have played, uh, Utah definitely would have won this game. That, that's how much of a difference he makes.
2: Okay, meanwhile, Doc Rivers is chuckling a bit. Dallas beat uh, the Clippers, so now Dallas leads the Clippers one game to none. I don't know what happened in that game either. I mean, the West has been wild. I don't know what's going on. Well,
4: as far as the Clippers, uh, I'm sorry to say this, but they can never get it done in the playoffs. (laughs) Everybody everybody puts high hopes every year. Oh, this is going to be the Clippers' year. Uh, The Clippers just, when it comes to prime time, playoff time, no matter who the coach is, who the players are, they just can't get it done.
2: Well, you know, again, you got the Doc Rivers set up, set up pretty good in uh, Philadelphia. Meanwhile, <laughs> yeah. then you then you got that. So that's one nothing Dallas, and then Phoenix and the Lakers. Of course, we already talked about that—that that the Lakers uh, beat Phoenix. And I, I wasn't looking at but the I Lakers. checked the, uh, Phoenix, yeah, Phoenix Phoenix the Lakers. Lakers, and I, I was checking the scores, and it was pretty much a nine-point, seven-point game all the way through. They just got ahead and stayed there. That was basically how that game went. Yep. And Denver and Portland are tied one game apiece. The one series that's had two. Uh, now that that
4: that is going to be. A yeah, long
5: long term (laughs) series as well. So
2: you got two of the marquee players, you got Nick and Damian
5: Lillard. I mean, that's gonna
2: be a battle. Yep. Mm-hmm. So the schedule for tonight at 730, we have the Celtics at Brooklyn for game two, 10 o'clock the Lakers at Phoenix for game two, and 1030 uh, Dallas at the Clippers for game two. And we, for the life of us, cannot figure out why you well, we didn't move one of the games differently and, and not have the Lakers and Clippers playing at the same time. Because even if you, you figure, okay, the Lakers are a more popular team, and but they like to watch each other and, you know, they're, they're rivals against each other. Lakers fans don't like Clipper fans to win, you
1: know, the Clippers to win and vice versa. So, why split the markets? Pretty silly, I think. Yeah. But you know, strange things are happen. You know, last year it didn't happen last year because of the COVID uh, teams. Uh, games got moved around in the NFL, but the original schedule had the Giants and Jets with the same bye week. Yeah, that's silly. Yeah, yeah, that doesn't make sense. But
5: I think, some, like I said, I think it's a lack of respect for the Clippers in L.A. You know, the Lakers the Lakers can be worse than the Clippers, but they're always that, the golden boys. Well,
2: well, I, and, I, I do and, think people in L.A. would probably like to see the Clippers, you know, they're an L.A. team, and, and yeah, they lost. Yeah, Laker fans were still cool. We could laugh at our friends who are Clipper fans, you know. Those are yeah. a few. On Wednesday, the games are 7 o'clock, Washington and Philadelphia. That'll be game two. Well, and I, Oh, sorry. Seven, yeah, let's finish the 7. 730, we had Atlanta at the Knicks, and that is also game two. of course, the Hawks leading 1-0. 10 o'clock tomorrow night, Wednesday night, Memphis at Utah, and that's game two with uh, Utah trailing 1-0. And Thursday, 730, we have Milwaukee at Miami. That's game three. And at 1030, we have Denver at Portland, and that is game three. What were you going to say, Sean? Okay, well, one thing
5: I will say for the Clippers people, when it's an NBA TV game, it will be on over-the-air television for the Clippers, right. so and Dallas, so they will get to see. They can watch. They can watch both games in LA because. Oh yeah, i not. No, I'm not NBA. NBA. Yeah. Out, get it on NBA TV. Uh, and you
2: know, we've been talking about teams that are you know to maybe have two teams in the playoffs and uh, what Denver is the we, we don't think about Denver very much. We got uh, the and we'll talk about hockey later, but we got the Avalanche have moved on and the uh, the Nuggets are right in the middle. They may be the team the you know the city to watch for championships yeah. this year. We'll have to yeah. see.
4: Well, you know? and uh, one one thing I want to bring up here that I brought up in other places, uh, they put out the list for all the awards and for the MVP, they've, uh, the NBA has nominated uh, Joe Embiid Bede, uh, Jokic from Denver, and Steph Curry from the Warriors. I'm a Warriors fan. Steph Curry had a great year, but if your team does not make the playoffs, you don't deserve to be nominated for MVP. No, you uh, did not make the playoffs. You did no. not make the playoffs, Steph no. Curry. I'm
5: sorry. Not. Now, if they had the most outstanding player, yes, most valuable, you weren't that valuable to your team because you couldn't even make the playoffs. Yes, you made the play-in game, but. Sorry, yeah, no, well, it
2: depends on when they vote. You know, the, the yeah. thing is, if they voted at the end, well, at really did. at the end of the season. No, the the thing is, the playoff games are I don't know what they're thought. They're not playoff records in the for the play-in. They're like a fish. They're neither fish nor fowl. They said they're not playoff games and they're not regular season games. They don't go to regular <laughs> season stats. So I'm not sure when they made these people vote. And at that time, Steph Curry would be a viable candidate. You didn't know that he wasn't going to be in the playoffs. So, you know, it depends. on Baseball, you vote after the regular season. You know, you're not supposed yeah. to Consider postseason, so right. it depends on how it's done. You know, yeah. I don't really know. And in the NFL, I think they vote on, on, on regular season. Yeah, they right. No, no, it's a regular
3: season. I understand, I understand but
5: I would almost, I would almost say <laughs> we got to wait till I, if they're going to keep the play-in games, decide do we vote after the play-in games.
2: You know. By the way, just one little interesting stat, because Miss A, when you ask her questions about sometimes she'll give you all-time playoff standings, and she had one more loss for the Bruins against Washington And I could figure out. It dawned on me that round-robin game they played last year that the Bruins lost. They must be counting that as a playoff. That, yeah, they yeah.
4: probably are. Yes, I, I think
2: they did say those were played counted as playoff statistics yeah. and stuff, even though nobody was eliminated. They were just the round-robin games, but they yeah. didn't beat the Bruins. So that must have been why. Anyway, yeah. NBA notes, we got a few. We have uh, San, San, San Antonio. Tony who had never missed a playoff in the in two years in a row in the NBA in, in, at any time I guess even at the Dallas Cha no, or well, you know no, they've only missed they've only missed five playoffs, 84, 87. 89,
5: well, yeah, they missed 80, 84, 87, 89, 97, and last year, and then now they missed their sixth this year, so it's back-to-back first time. And
4: now, is, uh, now I know you don't live in San Antonio, Sean, but is there any talk about whether Popovich is going to come back
5: and coach next there year? There is still kind of waiting. He hasn't said either way. I have a feeling what he's going to do. He's got the Olympics coming up, hopefully, if they're allowed to go on, you know, with all the stuff in Japan, the outbreak. and But as we stated last week, all, you know, uh, Pfizer was donating vaccines for all the athletes. I have this feeling that he might look at it like, you know, I'm going to go coach the Olympics, get this gold medal right off into the sunset, and then we'll see if Becky Hammond gets the job or, you know.
2: Okay. Yeah. Well, now, so does that mean that they, they they started getting back to the Spurs? They started the Chaparrals in like '67. Does that mean they made the playoffs all the years in the ABA?
5: Yes. Yes, they made they made the playoffs every year in the ABA. They okay. only missed every year. They made them. They moved to San Antonio. They made them. They kept going. So they they never missed an aba or nba playoffs until
2: 1984 the Celtics and and i were at the first spurs playoff game in nba history because we saw them Celtics beat them and they had had that little two out of three series if you didn't win the division at that time and the Celtics beat the spurs uh, here and then we saw it and then on friday night they beat them in san antonio so that because for some unknown reason houston and san antonio were in the east uh, that yeah, I remember. Time. Yeah, it
5: yeah. was throwing them in, just putting, putting, putting them whoever, where wherever, wherever, because in yeah, I don't know why they... Milwaukee and I Chicago
2: were already in the West, and they left them there, and they threw yeah. them in the East. I don't know. But and when they, they brought
5: did. Dallas in as an expansion team, they flipped everything back and straightened yeah, all out. Yeah.
2: But anyway, so the Celtics uh, beat the Spurs, and that's the only time they've ever played in the playoffs is those two games. So uh, Celtics yeah. are 2-0 oh against the Spurs in the playoffs. And uh, the only, this is the first time when we talk about the, This is the last NBA note, this is the first time that a two has ever... Uh, Seven has ever been favored over a two in the NBA. I mean, understandably, it's pretty silly. It's just, I think they're going to win. No, Phoenix is
4: going, I'm sorry, David USF and other Lakers fans, Phoenix is going to win the series, you know. They're just a better team.
0: Yeah. So Jamal actually, is going to Jamal is going to unmute so that we can hear him.
2: Okay.
4: <laughs> oh, oh, here boy. we go, Rich.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say anything. No, not yet. But we haven't gotten to the NFL. That's got. That Hello, folks. I hope all you are well. Oh, How we're doing good. just fine. How's the cave this evening, Slag Mike? Slag Mike. Well, right
8: now I'm at home. I just took care of some little extra curriculum business. Okay. okay. <laughs> all right. What's up, Jamal? Yeah. Okay, I want to talk about the, NF, the NBA and baseball. First of all, about the NBA, I'm hoping and praying we do not see an NBA title between the overrated Los Angeles Lakers and the overrated Brooklyn Nets. Those those two just need to go. Rust somewhere and i'm the Met, nets should be
2: un jamal the mets nets should be unrated because they haven't played together all year i mean right. you can't yeah. overrate people who've only played eight games together you know yeah
8: and that's what, and that's what i telling my father they we were talking about the rest of my these guys haven't played together most people haven't played together please you know i i, I mean i'm going from milwaukee and go phoenix or Denver. But not the Lakers, please. We we. we I don't know. think I don't think you're
2: going to have to worry about the Lakers. I think you're going to have to worry about the Nets, though. They're yeah. good. They're good.
8: Well, and, and I checked out that Lakers game the, on Sunday night, and I was happy with the result. Now about Major League Baseball and Mr. Larusa, the uh, wise one, <laughs> who last week after the Minnesota White Sox, yeah, came they are in the, first place, Joel. Yes, they are. Decided to apologize to the Twins. Why did you probably the Twins to the twin throw at you? Well, 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 what? <laughs> Maybe he felt sorry uh, he for did. him. Oh, uh, he, he, Jamal,
4: he was perfectly okay with the Twins hitting Mercedes the next day because yeah, Mercedes, yeah. Mercedes broke that so-called unwritten rule. Which, which I, I never, never
2: of, heard. I mean, I've been following baseball for, you know, uh, no, hey, he beats. he's older than me, but yeah. not by much. And I've been following I never heard of that rule. No, I, I haven't. To. Like yeah. I mean, what, what, what surprised me is he
8: threw his player under the bus. After somebody, no, I mean, I mean, I mean, somebody throws a fat one at you, you going to take a swing. That, that's what you're supposed to do. Well, and man, I remember, man, man, the, man, remember, man, remember Jamal at the time it was a position player
4: and the ball was only forty-seven <coughs> miles an hour. What was he supposed to do? let it go by? You, you know. know
2: exactly. exactly. No. You the the only thing that you I remember that people didn't do, which I think is Bush when they do it now, is steal bases when you're up by ten runs and stuff. Right. I think that's stupid. I think that's well, stupid.
1: there's a lot of things. I mean, you're not allowed to bunt in the last couple of innings of a, no-hitter or a no
2: hitter, and yeah, they say that too. I and mean, yeah, I've heard that one actually. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. You know, well nowadays if no hitters are every day. Maybe they'll let you butt now. Yeah, I don't know yeah. Yeah. And nobody can butt now, so yeah. Yeah, Well, that's <laughs> right. So you don't have to worry
3: about
8: <laughs> it. Yeah. The, the, the White Sox win <clears throat> this division and probably make a deep playoff run and fight Larusa, not because of him. Uh, well, look, I, uh, I've always been a Tony
4: uh, supporter, but in this case, I think he was wrong. So
2: yeah. Jamal, when he when he was there the first time, were you a Larusa fan?
8: Oh, hit your button again, Jamal. I oh. thought. I, I, well, when, when he was there the first time, I was a teenager. I was the preteen going into a teenager, and I was somewhat of a. I, I remember 83. Right. 85, he had a nice season. 84 was Kyle Adalstein. 86. Started off their bad start. Then that, then that clown who left his baseball knowledge in the hills of Tennessee. Paul inside a to fire him. Uh, he's from
2: he's from Savannah, Georgia. I think. Yeah.
8: Well, he, left, he left his baseball knowledge in the port of Savannah. But that, yeah. but that guy. But that guy. You know, yeah. the guy who's one
2: of the most popular ball players of all time. Who only played here for like three years, but he still keeps yeah, mentioned and, the hawk. You know, you know what? Uh, we,
4: we, we thank him every day for his mistake, Jamal. So, <laughs> what? <We're talking
8: laughs>
2: Well, I know. I mean, I kind of, and, we, and we thank I, Charlie Finley for his mistake, and we got yeah. the Hawks. So that's I know,
8: I know. I know. Isn't that great? Yeah. And I kind of wish that the Cubs would have signed Mr. LaRouche up because they dumped their manager at the same time. I was kind of hoping the Cubs would, would just hire him. But nevertheless, mm-hmm. it did happen, and it's okay. his history.
2: Well, right. we'll see what happens. It's going to be an interesting yeah. year in that division. I don't think we're done hearing from the Twins. I think they'll get it back together. I, I think that things will improve for the Twins. I think they'll get back into it. The and only way they can
0: go, Chris, is up <laughs> for the Twins. Right. And,
2: <laughs> and you've got and you've got Kansas City is trying to hang in there, and that's pretty uh, admirable. And and looking at Cleveland and that payroll, how is Francona doing it? But, uh, yeah. you know, they're still in the mix. So, hey,
4: Terry, Terry is uh, one of the top managers in
2: he this is. He is. We've got a good one now, but, uh, boy, oh, boy, we could have used him a couple other years, that's for sure. Yep. Okay, so we do have the NFL uh, here, and uh, not a lot on the NFL uh, scoreboard here, but Tim Tebow signed for t- tight end with the Jacksonville Jaguars.
4: This is uh, a publicity stunt in my opinion. No, 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 it, no, it's nope. not
5: at
2: all.
5: No, not at all, Robert. The,
4: problem, just, the, the, just, thing, with, the thing with Tebow is, that you
0: have to remember, and no, Robert, is not a publicity stunt. Tebow okay. can run, and if he can catch the ball... That, However many touchdowns that can add up for and, Trevor Lawrence, I'm and, guessing Trevor Lawrence will take those touchdowns.
5: Okay, all right. You're uh, following into this whole screaming A. Smith and all these other idiots that you like Bart Scott over here saying, oh, they're only really good. Let me tell you. No, and I'm not a T-Row supporter. In the past, I've said, okay, Chivo's done some stuff and not, yeah. not a huge Chivo supporter. But, okay, here's the thing. He's getting the league minimum, 920000 not guaranteed, it's not even guaranteed. He's not guaranteed a spot on the team. Let's right. Look at their tight ends that they've had. Luke Farrell, they draft this year, six rounder out of Ohio State. They had a uh, tight end from North Dakota State, one from Illinois State, and uh, what's his name from Georgia Tech, a six rounder from last year. Those are their tight ends. This is one of those going. Okay, do we want to try this now? Now, granted, should he have maybe tried this a few years ago? Yes, but he's 33. Uh, Urban Meyer's like, okay, we're going to give him a shot. He, if if this was publicity. They would have signed him and said, hey, he's going to be on the team. Now, the baseball. Baseball, yes. No, oh, the whole the whole baseball thing yeah. was. So he's
2: coming in closer, in a similar yeah. situation as he came in here as a quarterback. You know, nothing to lose. Hey, if he's a good backup, fine. We got Brady. That's fine. Right. You know, it, there's really nothing to lose for Jacksonville to give him. A and track, that's and, you know? and Chris, that's yeah.
0: exactly what Urban Meyer is banking on. Tim Tebow. <laughs> yes. you could use him as a tight end. You might be able to use him out of the backfield because he. Yep. I mean, say what you want about him. the yep. man, can
1: run. Yes, yeah. yeah right. Well, um, yep. and he's over eighty-five, by the way, his jersey. Yeah. And, and and I agree with everything everybody said, but, but in kind of in Robert's defense, I don't know if I caught a publicity stunt, but Bow's merchandise is selling by far more than any player in the league right now. Oh, yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. You know, yeah. I don't
5: know. I, know. I mean, maybe maybe
2: I'm wrong. Yeah, who to buy Brady pool? stuff when you buy Tebow stuff? Maybe I'm you know, maybe maybe wrong.
5: But you're, but you're not the only one. Yeah. You're not the only one. Like I said, Bart Scott <laughs> was over on ESPN <laughs> saying it's, Green yeah. Smith was staying at, uh it. Uh, Will Bond, Kornheiser kind of said that. Uh, well, I don't know. I agree with a lot of those people. So. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they, they've been saying it. Others, but like, you know, like I heard on several several other people talk about it. I mean, Brady Quinn said, no, it's not a public. No, said, yeah, it's no more than the this?
2: Dodgers picking up Albert Poolhole. So, you know, you, you, you can do these things sometimes if you have a little flexibility and you have, right. you know, and, mm-hmm. and why not? The Dodgers are getting him for and almost it, free as far as baseball it, money is me concerned. Being
0: Trust me,
5: being an Ole Miss fan, Tim Tebow can uh, run. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah And it, like I said, it's not even it's not even guaranteed. It's oh, at minimum for someone at that age. Okay. Another
2: NFL, NFL note. note. Yeah, another yeah. NFL note, uh, uh, Sean, and you can take care of this one. Uh, give us a minute or so on Dale Hanson because he was an NFL broadcaster with the Cowboys, so you might want to talk about okay. him.
5: Yeah, Dale Hansen. Of course, this is media related. Uh, longtime Dallas legendary Channel Eight. Sportscaster, and I could have put this at the beginning, but I have the other stuff with the NASCAR. I could have put this, but yeah. he's going to retire, I believe, it uh, sometime in June, here in the next couple of weeks, middle of June. Uh, he was, he was channel, he was a channel four. In Dallas, And then he moved over when Vern Lundquist went to uh, CBS and left the broadcast. He went over to Channel 8, replaced him. And 1984, they had a deal where uh, they were rotating announcers in. But Tech Schram loved having a TV guy on the broadcast with a radio person. So Dale Hansen, you know, but they didn't know much about him. They put him on there. He broadcast up until, like, 95, or 96. He had He had the infamous run-in with Barry Switzer. So he left the Cowboys, and, you know, him and Jerry had a run-in. Him and Jerry did not get up, so he left as the Cowboys announcer. He continues as Channel 8 sportscaster, also did some radio at various times for ESPN 1033. Now, the other thing you would know him from is if you watch the SMU 30 for 30, it's Dale Hansen's clips, the Channel 8 investigative team. They uh, they were the ones Dale Han- with that pulled out and blew the lid off the whole SMU thing with former Governor Bill Clemens. And, you know, that's – and so you see him all over that. And, you know, like he said, doing – he said doing TV sportscasts was just more like a job. He said the one thing he liked is doing – he would have these five-minute commentaries on Sundays and some on the weeknights. He liked that, but he said it was just getting to be, you know, monotonous just doing a sportscast every night. So he would like to move on. Now, who knows, he may go do some radio or some podcasting or something like that. Who
2: knows? Yeah, but I figured it would fit in the NFL because uh, the you know uh, he did work
1: with the Cowboys. I figured it was a good spot to put it. Yeah.
2: Anyway, so Rick, you're our NFL uh, guru. What you got?
1: Not a whole lot. Um, Aaron Rodgers didn't show up for OTAs. I heard he does. Yeah, yeah. yeah, what a surprise. <laughs> and he had a, in an interview with Kenny Mayne last night. He said he has no problem. He likes Jordan Love. He has no problem with his, other, his teammates, the city, the fans, his coaches. He loves them all. He's got a philosophical difference with the management of the team.
0: So, A.K.A. they didn't offer me enough money.
1: Yeah, <laughs> right. And, and, and speaking of Kenny Maine, he's leaving ESPN at, yeah. the, at the end yeah. of the month. But the yeah. the, the one thing we're, we're learning quickly here, I think, is that the Packers are not real thrilled with Jordan Love. They, they, he's not the quarterback they thought they were getting. Yeah. Nobody, nobody's saying they're ready to go to him. <laughs> yeah, right. Know, right. And the other thing yeah. is uh, Julio Jones, of course, we know is going to get traded after June 1st. Um, I guess he told yeah. people that he, he would like to go to either New England or Tennessee. Now, the reason he said he wanted to go to, one of the reasons he wanted to go to New England was that he thought Matt Ryan was losing a little zip out of his long passes and didn't know if he could get it to him. Oh, yeah. Did he watch Kim Newton play last year? Apparently not.
5: (laughs) Well, um, I think Aaron Rodgers
1: is
4: going there. I know the uh, the Raiders are involved in discussions with Atlanta on Julio Jones. Well, the guys on the
2: talk shows here today were saying he'd be not not to go, you know, why wouldn't he, if he has anything to say about it, he ought to say he wants to go to Tennessee because they got more going there. Uh, also,
4: Seattle's supposed to be involved, and uh, I think that's
2: not a bad place to go. Uh,
4: yeah, I think it's I think it's Tennessee, Seattle, the Raiders, and, and I didn't, didn't hear anything about the Patriots. I don't know how to. Yeah, I've heard Patriots. I've heard
1: okay. Baltimore and and the team. And, and yeah, Baltimore, I heard too. My my yeah. no, team. I haven't really heard a whole lot about, but I, I'm making you know, a wild guess here, and I think he may end up with the Chargers.
4: Oh, well, Justin Herbert would like that. And yes. As, yeah. as, as a Raider fan, I would not care for that.
2: very much. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> yeah. That's about all I've got. Anything else on the NFL before we go to hockey? Nope. I think that's nope. it. So let's okay. go to the hockey. So here we go. All right. So we have a few series that are done, and uh, you know we can talk about them and talk about what's going on in the series that are being played, and give you a little schedule like we did in the NBA. In the East, the Bruins beat Washington four games to one. There was okay. I don't know if this has ever happened in a series, and I, I don't know where you'd look this up. This would be one of those Elias Sports Bureau things to figure out. Nobody had more than a one-goal. At any time in that series until a couple of minutes
1: into the third period of Game Four, game four yeah. that's pretty amazing, you know. And they also had a streak where like twelve of their playoff games in a row were one goal games. Okay, I didn't yeah. know that, which, which is I, pretty amazing when you consider you can get an empty net goal. Yeah. yeah. Now the other thing too that I thought was
2: strange, and a lot of times you see series where, where the, you know, games where the puck goes from one end to the other, and you know, this is a, there's a chance here and a chance there. A lot, a lot of that last night in the Pittsburgh game, for example, you saw long periods of time that it looked like teams were on the power play. Yeah, I don't know if you noticed this, Rick, but it just seemed yeah. like the Bruins would have it for 30 seconds, 45 seconds. They make it two or three shots, then the Capitals would have it for 30 yeah. or 45 seconds in the zone. They weren't going back and forth. Sometimes breakaways would happen out of, the, out of the play or out of the scrum, but you had long
1: periods of pass to McAvoy, over to this one, over to that one, and then there's the shot. Like power play. Yeah, it we had not... that one game, I care I which game it was, where the, the third period, Washington had like the first nine shots in the period, and then the Bruins all shot them the rest of the way it was yeah yeah well there's the thing of starting
2: in the in game uh, what three in the overtime the Bruins they, the Bruins had been outplayed they got to overtime they've been outplayed and then they outplayed them by a mile in the mile, overtime yeah, yeah. yeah so they it was very like lopsided for long periods of time it's a strange series but uh, but it was very close but then and, and the uh, oh and and then what was the shooting uh, in game five when the Bruins won it but they won three to one but weren't they yeah. outshot very badly like forty one to twenty or something Washington yeah. outshot
1: them yeah and it didn't seem to me like was spectacular. He did what he was supposed mm-hmm. to do. You know, was, it was What was, one, what was, it, it, was uh, the third period, I think, of that game, uh, or the second period? The, the Bruins scored two goals on four shots. Yeah, yeah. So, there were, yeah, the, the Capitals had trouble with their goaltending, too. But I don't think Rask was spectacular. But he did
7: no, a good well, job. The, you
1: know, the, did the, okay. the defensemen played an amazing series, especially against Ovechkin. They were blocking everything he shot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, it's going to be so. And then we move to the other
2: bracket or the other part of the division where we have, we just uh, pretty much talked about this game. The Islanders leading Pittsburgh three games to two. And, over over the years, the Islanders have had the Penguins' number, so this is not surprising. If you ask me A about uh, score, you know, sometimes he'll give you the all-time playoff stats, and the Penguins yeah. are way behind the Islanders in uh, playoff, and they played a lot of playoff games over the years. So uh, we'll see what happens. But and of course, it, 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 so the way it works is the Bruins finished uh, third, the Islanders are fourth, and the Penguins were second. You know, Washington no, was Penguins first. Penguins were first. Uh, yeah, the Penguins were first, weren't they? Yes. Yeah. 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 So anyway, the, yeah, that's right. So the Bruins knocked out Washington. So if the Islanders win, the Bruins have home ice. If the Penguins win. The Penguins have home ice, so we'll see how that goes. In the north, we have Winnipeg wiped out Edmonton four <laughs> games to none, and Winnipeg was five, nine points worse than Edmonton in the in the uh, regular season. So, Robert, I don't know. What, did you watch any of that series? What was uh, going on? Yeah,
4: and uh, well, three out of the four games had multiple overtimes, inc- including last night. It was a very competitive series. Um but Winnipeg just managed to win the games when when it was time to win them, and not that not that they blew Edmonton out. all four games were very close, three of them went into multiple overtimes, including last night. It went to three overtimes before Winnipeg finally won um, so now, Winnipeg has to wait and play the winner of Toronto and Montreal, and I got news for people in Canada. Uh, if Toronto wins, Winnipeg doesn't have a shot because uh, uh, Toronto is just the best team in Canada right now. Oh, now, you know, now Winnipeg's going to win. Yep, now they're going to win. <laughs> uh,
2: well, I, I'll yeah. tell you. I, I, actually, we have a because remember we, Buffalo was not going to win another game. <laughs> I, I, I know, games. I know. Go ahead, so, Perry. Keep so, that so, up. So, and, anyway, yeah. well, the thing is, after Thursday night, when I mean the Montreal, and remember Montreal, and Toronto is as big a rivalry as anything in sports. You know, yeah, they yeah, playing
4: it's like the Yankees and. Talks and, yeah, so they've you know, been they, playing
2: hockey for you know seventy, eighty years here and yeah. stuff. And I know, I know Montreal is a big rival with the Bruins. Actually, Toronto does too. But yeah. I mean, Montreal and Toronto against to each other is really big. Those, those are the three rivals. You know, playing the Bruins or each other. Right. And right. the thing the is, is, the Frenchies and the English speakers, you know, right? It's big, and yeah. so Francophones and Anglophones is what right. we got. <laughs> so the thing is, after Thursday night's ga- game, I mean, a shorthand shorthanded goal beat them, and everything else. I mean, Maple Leaf fans must have been about ready to jump off whatever you jump off in the uh, uh, the CNN tower or whatever. Right. But now things have settled down. Toronto is a hit two games to one, and then in the Central Division, we have a. It's been crazy. We have all kinds of road wins. Tampa Bay is leading Florida three games to two, but Florida has the home ice advantage. But I think I forget. I haven't sat down and figured out how many road wins there've been in this series, but there's been a lot of them, that's for sure. So yeah. anyway, Tampa Bay is back home and they can win. They they lost uh, last night in florida uh you know so florida did get that home game but i think tampa bay took the lead in the series by winning the first two in florida that's so correct. now and now they're back in tampa bay where the lightning could could wrap it up and that's the team people around here are kind of scared of you know down the yeah. road is tampa bay that that's the you know some people were scared of washington but it was stupid it was like this this weird guy we have this uh, christian Arcan on, on Sports sports he was going on about the bruins they won the stanley uh, got to the finals without playing either tampa bay or washington and he's all going on they'd only played washington like in 2012, the last time they played them, it had nothing to do with Washington so much. It had to do with Tampa Bay. Well, yeah. And, uh,
4: and uh, to remind people, uh, Tampa Bay, they are the defending Stanley Cup champions. They are. Yeah. So, they
2: knocked the Bruins out in 18 and 20. So, right. you know, if the Bruins have to play them, that's a whole other story. But they've got to get by Florida and Carolina because Carolina and Nashville 2-2. And the Predators have won two overtime games to tie that series up. Yes, so, yeah. that's going to be a good series. In the West, Denver beat St. Louis. Perry, St. Louis lose 4 nothing. Uh, swept them, and yep. uh, the Colorado is uh, just—I wrote Denver. I should have written Colorado. They're—they're yeah. they're, uh, one of the best teams. I mean, they—they in Vegas yep. are the class of that division. And the <laughs> Blues were
0: just off this year. I mean, it, it, for yeah you know they just didn't have it
2: yeah. yeah and the vegas golden knights are up on the wild three games to two and game six is in minnesota yeah. so we've got the schedule here tuesday tonight seven thirty, we have toronto at montreal so the canadian teams are playing back to back you know of course the winnipeg series is over but they're trying to catch up a little bit yeah. so they've had back-to-back games so that's what they're doing tonight uh so that's at seven 8 o'clock we have nashville carolina then on tomorrow at 6.30, as we told Jerry, we have Pittsburgh at the Islanders in Game 6. At 8 o'clock, we have Florida at Tampa Bay in Game 6. And at 9, we have Vegas Golden Knights at Minnesota in uh, Game 6. So that's it for the NHL. So
0: hopefully hopefully now, for those of us in the middle of the country, maybe the Wild <laughs> can come back and win two in a row. Maybe they'll give us something to cheer about in October.
2: Yeah, it's kind of a coastal uh, thing going on here. So I guess uh, we have a couple of college notes. You guys can certainly throw in more. Because I know you got college baseball coming up. But the NCAA- is. Hold,
0: hold, hold on, Chris. Pierre, if you can try to get us a score here in a minute of that LSU game.
2: Right. So the NCAA has said that uh, college uh, baseball and softball tournaments can go at 100% capacity as long as local authorities agree with that they can do that. And then there was a uh, an arrest in a shooting in Detroit. Keith, Keith Appling, a former Michigan State basketball player, was arrested for, for a shooting in Detroit and involved in a murder of some sort. And I don't know if there's anything new on that. Probably not. Just happened a day or two no, ago. No, I
0: have not heard anything new. Oh, you
2: know what I forgot? Here's a baseball note down the bottom here that I didn't notice. We may as well get this done just before we get back to uh, college. Joe West is umpiring or has umpired his 5,370th game. And uh, he will passing. do that tonight, Chris. He's going to do it tonight and he's going to pass Bill Clem for all time uh, umpiring and probably that won't happen again because now the umpires usually get time off. They only do maybe 120, 130 games a year and they don't usually get to be umpires until they're about 30 in the major leagues. They kind and of have he's to already their said that
4: he's going to retire at the end of the year anyway. Right,
2: he? so chances are he's Setting a record that won't be uh, equaled in the in the future, but those were my two college notes. And uh, what's going on in the I guess college baseball? Ramp yes, up. Yes,
0: we have um, in the SEC tournament. That's the only one that I know of. But uh, Kentucky lost to Florida this morning, and Alabama uh, they blew out South Carolina this afternoon. Yeah. So the,
5: yeah, the SEC, the Sun Belt Conference, USA, ACC, all started today. The America is going to be starting tomorrow. The Big 12, the Mountain West. The Big the West. 12 started now, today, but
0: the, I don't have a score on that game.
5: Now, the Pac-12, oh yeah, the Big 12 technically is starting right now with a play-in game. They've never done that. A single elimination play-in <laughs> game with West Virginia and Kansas State. Now, the Pac-12 does not have a tournament. Normally, the Big 10 does, but they're not doing it this year. So Well, they can. not
2: yeah. Pac-12 and Big 10 have to do the same thing. You know that. That's the rule. Well, Pac-12 has never <laughs> had one. so oh, that's why never, big, big 10 said, oh, what a good idea. Because remember, yeah, they don't have things for the Virus is going Indian, down,
5: Indian, Indian, and so that Monday, Monday is Selection Monday. Uh, of course, that that'll be on Labor Day, they're, they're needs, so,
2: Day. So, that noonies Memorial Day. up to Memorial Day, Labor Day. Hey, they could have had that Rose Bowl with full capacity that I talked about if they'd waited and played the spring football. Remember? That's right. There you go, Bill. Did you have something?
3: I guess not. No, I didn't. Uh, Are you talking to
0: me, Perry? Yep. Yeah, I, th- I thought you were trying to get in. No, no, Are okay. no. you talking to me? Yeah. No. Pierre, <laughs> I'll bet Pierre has something, though, Pierre. Yeah, Come Pierre. On
6: in. what's going on? Okay, right now it's Georgia 4, LSU 1, and it's, <clears throat> it's the Pirates 2 and the Cubs, nothing. Things what inning not is well an LSU Pierre? game is in uh, Pierre? Do you know? The- Bottom of the bottom of the second. The, uh, oh wow! So the, the old Miss game is going to be really late tonight. Old uh, yeah. The, <laughs> the, the, the bottom of the first lasted 45 minutes. Oh my God! Wow. Okay. Well,
2: wow. Okay. So is oh, that all then, we got on uh, college baseball for now? Well, well, a couple other college notes. Or other college. Notes? Uh, <laughs> Big 12 and SEC
5: both announced media day will be planning as usual. It will, it will not be virtual. They will have them at their you know, at their locations like they do. Uh, Big Twelve up in Dallas, SEC will have it there in Hoover, Alabama, where they have it. So they will. And uh, several states, and we can talk more about this at another time. Several states are already going to come on with the name, image, and likeness starting July 1st. Right now, six states started July 1st: Mississippi, Alabama, Georgia, Florida, Tennessee, and New Mexico, Texas. The bill is on the governor's desk. They passed it in the legislature, and they're saying it will start July 1st of this year. Nebraska and Utah are scheduled to go in uh, September. California starts theirs at the first of the year. Uh, Interesting states that could be behind as far as recruiting on this. Wisconsin, Ohio, and Pennsylvania have not even introduced. uh,
2: So uh, remind uh, people briefly what, what what these bills do. What do they actually do?
5: Well, it's allowing you to benefit off your name, image, and likeness.
1: Okay, monetarily. Yeah, right?
5: it's allowing it's you to monetarily. benefit. Like, let's yeah. say, let's say you can get. Let's say a car dealer wants to use your name for something. You can make money. Now, the NCAA still has not come up with a plan on how they're going to do it, and they were supposed to address it at their meeting, but it's not. But in certain states, they're already saying, you know what, NCAA, it's it law in these states. So and,
0: and more they, states are more states are coming. I know Iowa's on the way, and more
5: are coming. Yeah, Iowa's September also, I think. Iowa's September. I don't know if they approved it this year or not, but I know if they didn't, it, they're going to. Right. yeah I know yeah I didn't know if your governor is actually but it it would start iowa when it does pass, I heard that it'll start in September, so all these states and the NCA is still kind of yeah, him hawing but this way, this all goes back to the Ed O'Bannon lawsuit, and the, you know, and EA Sports, and then EA Sports coming back and saying, "Hey, we want to bring the game back. That was our biggest seller for players being able to profit off that." But NCA is kind of hem-hawing around on that. And, mm-hmm. You know, now okay. the Texas law is you cannot have an agent, but you can go benefit if somebody wants you to come do sign autographs at this at my business to get people or whatever. So, or give, give have swimming lessons if you're a swimmer and you know, stuff like that. So, yeah.
2: Okay. All right. So, Robert, why don't you tell us a little about boxing here?
4: Well, there's quite a bit of boxing stuff. Uh, first of all, for those of us that were hoping that we would have an undisputed heavyweight championship fight, well, that's going to be delayed a bit because um, Deontay Wilder had an arbitration hearing this week, both in the UK and the United States, and both arbitrators in the UK and the United States ruled in his favor which means Tyson Fury gets to fight Deontay Wilder for the third time on July 24th. Now, here's how this is going to work. If the travel ban is lifted between the U.K. and the United States... I don't know who has to lift it. Whether the UK does, or I think whether they we do. do.
2: I think we, I think we only have a thing against India right now.
4: Yeah, but uh, if the if the travel ban is lifted and people are allowed to travel over here, uh, the the fight will be at Raider at the Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas and 65,000 people will be there. If not, if if the band is still in play, the fight will take place in T-Mobile Arena on uh, July 24th. And as a result of this, that means the big $155 million payday that Anthony Joshua and Tyson Fury were going to get in August is now out the window because... Uh, Fury's got to fulfill this contract with Wilder, and I think he'll very
5: easily take care of it. So that's no, just yeah. curious. Just curious. Okay. Why, T-Mobile Arena is also in Vegas. Why would that make a difference on the travel ban? Cause Beca- because because they they don't
4: want to uh, they don't want to book the football stadium if sixty five thousand people can't
5: be there. Oh, okay, I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. I got. Gotcha. Because
4: there's a lot of there's a lot of British people that want to come over here for the, uh, that fight. because now, you know, but, they be Wilder,
5: to, but they may not be able to. Let's yeah. say Wilder does win it. Do you think he would try to unify with Anthony Joshua? Uh,
4: yeah, and it would be, uh, I hate to say it, but it would be a much easier fight for Anthony Joshua. Um, <laughs> I, I think the two best fighters on this planet are both from, in the heavyweight division, are both from the United Kingdom, and that is uh, Joshua and Fury. Uh yeah. and matter of fact, in their contract, they've got a two-fight deal. One fight is supposed to be in Saudi Arabia, and they both have agreed already. The rematch had to take place in the UK. They want a hometown they want a home country uh fight for all the UK fans because yeah. like it or not the UK the UK boxing fans are the best boxing fans there is they will show up you no know, you you tell them where a fight is they'll they'll spend whatever money <laughs> it is to, to get there they they have no qualms about it whatsoever that's why Wembley Stadium has been filled up several times and several the well, they of, used of, to use use travel, travel following yeah. Lennox Lewis back in the day oh yeah uh, they've done it with Lennox Lewis. They've done it with Ricky Hatton. They do it with all of their fighters. So, um, so, uh, anyway, Anthony Joshua is now left to do a mandatory title defense. And that is supposed to be on August 14th. And he's supposed to fight Alexander Usek, who is a former undisputed cruiserweight champion. And boxing has a rule. If you're an undisputed champion and you decide to move up another weight class, you're automatically given mandatory challenger status because you're, you're a champion you haven't lost so that, that'll that be Joshua's next fight. It's supposed to be on August 14th. They have to work out where the fight is going to take place because the kingdom is not going to be interested in a mandatory title defense. They want to pay all their money for all the marbles. So we'll have to wait and see what happens. And then the last note I have for boxing... 42-year-old, you talk about old guys doing the impossible, 42-year-old Manny Pacquiao, who has not fought in two years, I I guess mainly because of the pandemic. I don't know what his excuse is. will be fighting Earl Spence from uh, DeSoto, Texas. And, of course, Earl is now 31, and he's one of the best welterweights out there. And uh, I have tried to retire Manny Pacquiao on numerous occasions, and he's always proven me wrong. But (laughs) I I think he's bit awful. little bit more than he can chew. I expect uh, Spence to come through with flying colors, and that fight will take place on August 21st, and that will also depend on travel bans from the Philippines and what have you. It either could be at uh, T-Mobile or uh, Allegiant Stadium in uh, Vegas. So oh, that's we'll, Senator Manny Pacquiao, by the way. He's yeah, a senator over there. Yeah, he's a senator and, of course, uh, the Josh, the uh, Wilder Fury and Pacquiao Spence will both be pay-per-view events. And, and by the way, I'm remember, remember a for a late
2: center. tuners in. Robert killed the Maple Leafs about 20 yeah. minutes ago. Yeah, weren't going um, yeah, I,
4: I cool. hope I did not
5: kill them because they how are about, yeah how about how about the fight on Saturday though? Well, United I States. I was
4: gonna I was gonna get into that. Uh we had an undisputed um fight on Saturday in the one hundred and forty pound division. Uh Jose Ramirez and Joshua Taylor. Jose Ramirez from Fresno, California and and uh Joshua Taylor from Glasgow, Scotland. They uh, they both uh, are uh, they both were 140 pound champions. They both were undefeated. Neither one of them ever lost. They not only agreed to have a unification bout. They agreed to do it in Las Vegas, and they also agreed no pay per view. They took less money so this fight could be on free TV, basically because it was on ESPN. And it turned out to be quite a fight. Uh, Joshua yep. Taylor. Yeah, Joshua Taylor ended up winning the fight. 114 to 112 on all three scorecards. That's because he knocked down Ramirez uh, once in the sixth and once in the seventh. But uh, I hope that, uh, one, that ESPN got good ratings out of it, and two, this will uh,
5: show other champions in boxing, hey, look at the benefits. They did pretty well. ESPN, from what I understand, they they did pretty well. I know at least they had about, I've heard, it, I heard the overnights for about three and a half million. Well, that's, that's well, good. So I, I I hope that this uh, uh, will show other
4: fighters in the sport of boxing. Hey, you can have a big fight and it won't hurt you, you know? Well, we, and we don't over- want to, we don't want to hurt
0: Pierre either, but Pierre, if you want
4: to uh,
6: unmute, we would be able to hear you then. <laughs> yeah.
2: Oh, Pierre. I might want to give it the
6: I just wanted to mention that that tonight on ABC yeah. uh, at at eight uh, Eastern they're having the Mike Tyson story.
5: Oh yeah, I was going to mention that. Pierre, yeah, eight Eastern and Pacific. It's a, it's the first night of a two part special. On Mike Tyson, yeah. yeah, it it's, good, it, yeah. it's a four-hour. It's a four-hour documentary, and they're going to do two
4: hours tonight, and they're going to do two hours next Tuesday. Um, and it's going to uh, talk about his life, and I guess what he uh, what he did in the past, and what
5: he's doing now. So, okay. Um, okay. yeah, yeah, because you know, the, basically, they learned from the chin the chin hour, Michael Jordan, yeah. thing, and Mike Tyson, not as much as Michael Jordan, but he has a lot of material. I guess they figured we can get this down into four hours. Though.
1: Yeah. Uh-huh. And we okay. had um, in Massachusetts last Sunday it was Marvin Hagler's birthday, and oh, yeah. Governor Baker proclaimed it Marvin Hagler Day in the state. And they had quite a ceremony in Brockton, where well, he wasn't born in Brockton, but no. where he m- lived most of his life, and he trained, of course, the home of Rocky Marciano. And we had Stephen A. Smith there and we had Thomas Hearn. Right. It, it was yeah, it was quite a quite an event. And they announced that they have raised money, and they will be putting a statue of Hagler up in Brockton.
4: Good. Well, I'm very I'm very happy about that. Uh, yeah. He he deserves a, a day like that. It's ironic i talk about the four kings of boxing and then the next week the poor thing dies It's like oh you
1: know
5: it's terrible but you know what what you do you kill people you break streets
1: (laughs) seasons you know and uh, and one other thing on that mike tyson thing today just rubbed me the wrong way the commercials they started the commercials with somebody saying there's been four black men in the history of the united states that ran the country and they were Mike Tyson, Michael Jackson, and Michael Jordan. Yeah. Now I, yeah. Uh, now, I know they do that because all their names are Michael. But hello, how about Muhammad Ali? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah but, I,
4: I, I, uh, I saw that, Rick, and I thought, yeah. I thought that I thought that was very. That really that
2: these kind of kinds T- of things are written by people who were born after 1970. No, know the
5: Tyson problem. was good, but he wasn't as dominant. No. Media-wise, as Muhammad Ali. Now he had a lot of stories about him. Yes. Uh, yes, he did. Uh, uh, a lot of really ne- really a lot was. of negative stories.
4: I might add. Yeah. You
2: know. well, so, again, Sean, you allow, our allow poll question is what? If you allow, again, just to finish, if you allow 20- and 30-year-olds to write copy who don't know history, they're going to no. say a lot of stupid things. Yes. So anyway. Go ahead, okay. Sean. Yeah, Sean. All
5: right, well. All right, you all, if you want to start calling in, 646-876-9923, and then do the code 287-723-4600, hit the pound key twice, and star nine raises your hand. Uh, basically, the poll question is, Talk about some of your favorite guys that maybe past their prime, did something, an accomplishment, kind of like what we talked about with Phil Mickelson, you know, this week with PGA Championship. Some of your favorite uh, stories about that. So we're going to start off with Chris.
2: Okay. Well, I got to start with Ted Williams. In 1957, he was 38 when the season started, 39 when it got over, and he hit 380 something. I don't know what it was, but 380.
4: 380- I think it was 388.
2: Whatever. He had 380 something and he won the batting title. <clears throat> the next year, 39 into 40, he won the batting title again. He was hitting in the 330s, beat Pete Runnels, his teammate, by a couple of points on the last day of the season in 1958. <clears throat> and then in 59, he had a, an off year, but in 1960, he and his only year under 300. In 60, 41, going into 42, he didn't play as much. He only, he, he actually, he almost retired and he kind of, he, he took pay cut to come, you know, he, he wouldn't let Tom Yankee pay him as much money. He said, I had allowed. A year, I don't deserve as much money as you want to give me right now. So he took a pay cut, came back for a lousy team, of course, played fewer games. I don't think he necessarily qualified for, would have qualified for the title or anything. But he hit over 300 again at 42 years old, greatest hitter of all time. And uh, you know, he could, if, if there had been a DH, he probably would have played another couple of years or whatever, because you know, of course, he he couldn't run he had gout. You know, he had all these things. So that's that's baseball for me. Football, you know, George Blanda was around forever. You know, kept playing. How did he do it? I don't even know. Uh, Tom Brady. We know what he's doing now, and that's amazing. Yeah. Uh, totally. Um, I, the basketball, the whole that whole Celtics 1969 team, you know, for NBA players of that time and the way they used to play and the minutes they used to play, you figure Bill Russell was about 34, 35. We're talking about LeBron. Is he too old at 36? But he never played as many minutes as these guys used to play. You know, you only got taken out if there was a blowout. If you won by 10 points, you played 48 minutes, basically. You know, 46, 44. You know, the backup centers hardly ever played or, or whoever. So, you know, the, that that was just just the way it was so that whole team Tom Sanders uh, you know well Havlicek wasn't old yet but you know that whole team finished fourth you know sort of lay in the weeds and won that title you know beating Philadelphia the Knicks and the Lakers with no home court advantage and that was a, that was a good accomplishment and the two in hockey Gordie Howe just being Gordie Howe kept playing and playing and playing and I know hockey was watered down you know from the original six and on into the WHA as you know because people forget that when you put the WHA in, you had some legitimate players that weren't in the NHL anymore so you went from from you know about uh, ten or twelve teams at that point to about twenty teams that were pro hockey teams that were playing you know with pro players that would have come uh, been available to the NHL. So you had watered down playing uh, players uh, for a long time until you started to get the influx of the Russians and all that, which has helped the game. But Gordie Howe kept playing and playing and playing, got to play with his sons with the Whalers eventually, and, you and know, he, that... played
4: till he, he played till he was fifty-two. Chris. So. right, and, and right that's right amazing.
2: In Yep. And, but yeah, that's right. He did play in Houston. And the other accomplishment that we were very happy about, and it was 20 years ago this, this year, everybody was a Colorado Avalanche fan here, because Ray Bork was finally going to get his Stanley Cup. And, you know, he finally got it at about 40 years old, you know, retired, you know, was able to bring the Cup back to Boston uh, because, you know, they kind of had, I don't know if they had a day for him. I don't remember, Rick, if they had a day
1: for him or something, but they had yeah, a Yeah, they had something. I mean, there wasn't a parade or anything, but there no. was some of it. That's thing why had, I don't want to kill the Maple Leafs. Yeah. That's why I don't want to kill
4: the Maple Leafs. I want to see you uh, jump <laughs> do get his name on the Well, cup. there you go.
2: That, yeah. That's fine, but uh, he almost did. But no, <laughs> yep. so Ray Bork and that, the Bruins were lousy. You know, I mean, you know, they were not making the playoffs for those years or whatever, three or four, most of the time for three years. And uh, everybody was a, a big Colorado Avalanche fan. I don't think I've ever seen uh, everybody unanimously paying attention and rooting for another team, uh,
1: you know, like they did for, uh, for uh, Ray Bork to win the cup. So okay, uh, Rick. Rick. Okay. Uh, first, before I get to that, uh, there was one football thing I forgot. Um, on a conference call today with the team presidents, they announced that thirty of the thirty-two teams have gotten the go-ahead for full capacity at the preseason games. Um, the only two that haven't so far are the Colts and the Broncos, but they say they're they're in line to get theirs in time too. So okay, hey, wait a minute. Um,
0: wait a minute. How can the Bears have full capacity and the Cubs and the White Sox can't?
1: I uh, yeah. well, well, I mean we're talking yeah. games are in August we're talking August but yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and they also said they announced at the least here that the um that fan, well the league announced that fans will be allowed at um at practice practices too. Right. Um. Well, Chris took most of mine. <laughs> <I always laughs> George Blanda. I mean, he was there was a, there was a one period there of five and six weeks where he won the game at the end of the game right there you know, all weeks it was crazy. Yeah, he, he, see, was, uh, playing he was, was playing yeah. for the Raiders. Yeah. for the Raiders back then. Yeah, I mean, and I mean, Rick, he was, yeah, he was winning with kicks, but I think he also got into a couple of games at quarterback when the you sure there. did, yeah. yeah. So yep. Like sixty-eight or so, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then I, you know, I had Cody Howe. just the fact that he played with his sons was amazing. And he, and he was really good right till the end. Um, the only other one I have is, and you never really knew how old he was and they were exhibitions, but Satchel page. Oh yeah. Yeah. He was yeah. amazing. Yeah. He pitched against the Red Sox in 1965. It was a meaningful
2: yeah. game, uh, with Kansas city on a Saturday night next to next to the last week in Kansas city. It was the only time that the A's probably sold out that year. And he was probably in his forties and he you know, struck out. I think he struck out. Kyle Stremsky. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And, you know, so uh, you know he he pitched a good like three innings against the Red Sox. The Red Sox were lousy. I mean they yeah. won the games that year. But still struck out Kari yeah. Stremsky, forty something years old, so pretty yeah. good. That's all I have. Barry? Terry.
0: Well, probably I don't know that any of these would necessarily be past their prime. But you you always have to look at what Michael Jordan did after he went to baseball, you know, and and then came back yeah. and yeah. and all that. So you got to look at that one. And then of course my two with the Cubs. Andre Dawson remember he was with the Expos and and he he gave the Cubs a blank check and they filled it out for what was it five hundred thousand or something like that and and look at the numbers he put up there and and Ryan Sandberg did well he had a good year here
2: he came here in 93 and he had a good year I remember you know but Ryan
0: Sandberg too did well way past what I think a lot of people thought
2: Mm Hmm. okay
0: all right
3: okay um when I think about players, this player hadn't quite retired, but he did. Event uh, the his final year, I think the way Peyton Manny went out with oh Denver, yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, I mean yeah, that's a big one. I think that was one of them that stands out there. Of course, you've always got to say Tiger Woods and his performance at the Masters a couple of years ago, um, those are two things that just stand out right now.
2: John Elway, too, you know, yeah. at the end of yep. his career.
3: Yep. Yep. yep, John Elway, same well, it's thing. Too bad he yep. can't be well, a Robin. general manager. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah right. Um, <laughs>
2: oh,
4: uh, mine, uh, this happened in 94, I think it was June or July, George Foreman everybody laughed at him when he came back after a 10 year layoff and uh, you know he he left boxing in 77 came back in 87 and won a bunch of comeback fights and in 1994 he won enough fights to get himself ranked and he got a heavy, he got a shot at the heavyweight title against Michael Moore who I was never really impressed with and Lo and behold, the 45-year-old George Foreman knocked him out in the 10th round and became the oldest heavyweight champion
5: yeah. that I remember that.
2: Just think how many yep. grills he sold on the way. Well, he that, well no,
5: he didn't do the grill until after. after yeah, how, was, yeah, if he hadn't down. come
2: back for those 10 years, of the years do you think yeah. how, how well-known would he be? You well, know? You know, know. That,
5: was also, that was originally supposed to have been Hulk Hogan, and Hulk Hogan turned it down. Yeah. But he thought he turned down the grill. Foreman got it. Yeah. Hogan turned it
4: <laughs> Yeah. And uh so uh, that that's one that's always going to stand out to me and of course uh another one I'm always going to remember Jack Nicklaus of course winning the 86 Masters. Nobody expected, you know, Jack because he it was towards the end of his career. And nobody expected him to to do what he did. And it's kind of like Phil Mickelson this weekend. Nobody expected Phil to to do what he did, so uh, Jackson other one you have to remember. But mm-hmm. uh, and uh, and of course, uh, I will never forget George Blanda. Uh, in 1970, was uh, the time you were talking about. He would come in and fill in for either uh, Daryl Monica or Kenny Stabler whenever they got hurt. And he would he would come in with game-winning drives, or he hit long 50-yard field goals. Yep. I remember how excited Bill King used to get every single <laughs> every single yeah. week when uh, when well. George would come into the Game or do something. So, yeah, those those are the ones that stand out to me: uh, George Foreman, the, Jack Nicholson, and uh, George Blanda. Uh, Bobby before Riggs we get,
0: before make make we get to list, Sean, um, <laughs> <laughs> before we get to Sean Pierre, you can start to unmute. Noah sendergaard of the Mets has been pulled from his rehab start, so oh it just continues on with the Mets. Sean, yeah, now okay. you, uh, you did
2: say well, that um, uh, what's his name is coming back. Jacob Degrom is Jacob Degrom, DeGrom back is, is back, back, back tonight. pitching tonight. Yes. Yes. Yeah.
5: Yeah, he's tonight yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think of some kind of, you mentioned some that I had thought of, of course, Peyton Manning and Tom Brady and Jack Nicholas and George Foreman. Those are some of my top. But also, I think of Nolan Ryan when he left, yeah. when he went to the Rangers. Yeah. I mean, the, I mean, got some his no hitter after forty. Is, yeah, right? he threw That's he a... threw what two no hitters after yeah. forty times. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah.
4: So And he beat
5: up Robin Ventura. That's
2: after what 40. I was going to say. Yeah. That, that did definitely. All us older <laughs> guys thought that was pretty cool. He, he, That's when I first yeah, realized he, I was he, starting to be an older guy. When I <laughs> glad that Nolan Ryan beat up Robin Ventura. Then,
5: and then, then, Robin Ventura is a coach with I believe GCU now, where he played college ball. He's a, he's coached yeah. over there with them, but yeah. Didn't he
2: the Grand and, Slam single for the Mets that time? Yes, he did. Yes, yes he did.
5: did. And, yeah. you know, but I think of all those, another one that I'm surprised a lot of you haven't brought up, and Robert, I'm surprised you did Remember 39-year-old Jimmy Connors? at the U.S. Open, I believe it was. Winning. Yeah, and that was the that was the early 90s, right? Yeah, that was yeah. Our, and remember, they it was his birthday. They brought out the birthday cake and sang happy birthday and, <laughs> and, and if you're 30, if if you're 30, you're over the hill because remember, Bjorn Bork and John McEnroe never won a Grand Slam after the age of 25 for him to do it at mm-hmm. 39 because you think about it, Serena Williams is 39 right now. Is she going to, but I mean yeah, he pulled that off and they had him in the night matches. That was when USA and CBS were running the tournament and they put him in yep. those night matches and see, oh and and, spe-
4: and speaking of thirty nine year old Serena Williams the French Open starts next week so well yes, uh, we're uh, gonna hear we're gonna hear the talk once again but, can
6: can she win number twenty four you know like, yeah, but yeah those are mine now let's go to Pierre I guess. let's go to Pierre yeah. yeah uh well my two you probably never heard of but uh, <laughs> okay and uh, drag racing there's a guy they call the Greek. And he drives a top fuel uh, dragster, and he's eighty one years old. Oh, wow! Cow. And, and then and he can still tell the tell the gas pedal from the brake up here. <laughs> I mean, I mean, he goes three hundred thirty miles an hour, so that's pretty good. Okay, uh, but and then there's John Force. Well, I know who John Force is. Yep. Seventy-two years old, still winning championships. He got in a really bad wreck eight years ago. Had to go into (laughs) the hospital. Had to have all kind of rehab. They thought he was done for, and he's back winning championships again at seventy-two years old. Uh
4: huh.
6: Okay. Anybody else? Okay.
0: Chris, take it home.
2: It is death time. There we go. All right, this won't take too long. got five uh, today, as I said. So Rennie Stennett, 72 years old. Yeah, he's from Panama, and he went to the high, same high school as Rod Carew. He's a few years behind him, but uh, both good hitters. Played for the Pirates from 71 through 79, Giants from 80 through 81. He had 274, uh, 1,239 hits, 41 homers, and 432 RBIs. And he won the World Series at 79. He uh, only played 50 games uh in uh, for for the pirates in 71 and was not on their roster so he doesn't get a credit for the world series uh he played the NLCS uh uh, let's see, hang on, uh, he was in the NLTS a few times too, he had uh, no playoffs for him in 71, and uh, on, but on his big uh, claim to fame on September 1st of 71, why put him on the playoff roster, One on September 1st, uh, uh, he was uh, well, first he was in the all-black first all-black starting lineup on September 1st of 71, uh, that was uh, one thing that he did, and that was the first one in MLB history on 9-16 of uh, 75, I think was at 75. He went seven for seven for the Pirates, and when they beat the Cubs, 22 to nothing, Mm -hmm. and then uh, no other player has ever gone seven for seven. And uh, in San Francisco, he had three years uh, remaining on his contract, and he still was to get. two million after he was released in uh, 81, early 81, uh, early 82, I should say, played, uh, played in Wichita in 83 in the minor league leagues and died of cancer. So then we have Gilles Lupien, uh, 67 years old from Montreal. He played junior, junior hockey, 71 through 74. Then uh, Nova Scotia Voyageurs. I love that name. 74 through 77. Then the Canadiens, 77 through 80. Pittsburgh, 80 and 81. Hartford Whalers, 81. And the Binghamton uh, Whalers, 81 and 82. He had, he had 260. You know, I'm thinking, I was thinking about this today, why we're getting all these AHL statistics. We are now, I think because it's gone to be a national league. In the old days, when I was a kid, AHL basically went from like, uh, you know, Quebec to Ma- Baltimore. Now it's all over the country. And so I think somebody. Thinks, Yeah, when the AHL and IHL merged, right? So that was it. But you know, the AHL used to be just an Eastern league, and the IHL was the the West. And then Pacific Coast Hockey League was uh, out west. But okay, in the AHL, had 269 goals, uh, and then uh, in the NH, uh, okay, he had. uh 269 AHL games. That was what 21 uh, goals, 49 assists, 73 points, 1,026 penalty minutes. See, when they list your minutes, that's what he did. And uh, And then 40 AHL playoff games. Two uh, goals, eleven assists, and 183 minutes. Uh, even in the playoffs, he was fighting. These are the old days: 226 NHL games, five goals, 25 assists, 30 points, 416 minutes, 25 playoffs, no goals or assists, but 21 minutes. Uh, so he Still was doing that, and uh, and he won the Stanley Cup in 77, uh, in 78, and 79. And he, his cause of death was cancer. Then we go to number three is Lee Evans, 74 years old, gold medal. in 68 in mexican city mexico city the 400 meters and the four by four 400 meters so that's where four guys would run uh 400 meters each guy would run the 400 meters and you pass the baton one gold in uh those in uh and then he also won those in winnipeg in 67 for the uh pan-american games and he died of complications of a stroke uh and he wore a black beret in the olympics uh they did uh then he did a lot of humanitarian work after his career. He had world records when he uh, when he won the Olympics in uh, in both events. Uh, the uh, he won the gold medal of the 400 meters at forty three point eighty six, and then. Uh, and of course, uh, he was friends with Tommy Smith and John Carlos, uh, who had the Black Power salute on the on the victory stand, and they were sent home. And his uh, compromise was to wear a black beret uh, because they'd already been sent sent home when he, uh, you know, he wanted to participate. So he uh, knew he couldn't do that. And then, uh, let's see, he also uh, in the. Uh, Four, four by four, uh, four be, 400 meters for uh, guy relay, 25616 and that was the world uh, record at that time. And then he was the director of athletics and uh, for Special Olympic and he coached at Washington and San Jose University of Washington, San Jose State, and then South Alabama. and then he uh, did uh, a lot of charity work with teams in Qatar, Cameroon and Nigeria. and he worked with their national teams. And he's in the Olympic Hall of Fame and the U.S. Track and Field Hall of Fame. And uh, so. And he died of a stroke. They were trying to get him back to this country, but he died only a couple days after the stroke, so they couldn't get him back from, uh, uh, where was he, Uh, Cameroon, uh, Nigeria, that's where he was. Joe Beckwith, 66 years old, uh, he's from Auburn, Alabama. He played for Auburn High School and the University of Auburn. And then he was with the Dodgers, uh, 79 and 80, And then 82 and 83, Kansas City, 84 and 85, the Dodgers again in 86. And then he started five of his 225 games. His record was 18 and 19, 3.54 ERA, 319 strikeouts. He had seven uh, saves. And he was uh, on the Royals World Series winning team in 85. Uh, Kansas City, in '80. uh, he was supposed to uh, play for Kansas City in 81, but he had double vision, and he he was out for the year. Of course, that was the year of the strike, so it wasn't as many games as he might have played anyway. But they were able to do a couple of surgeries, and he was able to come back after that. And uh, let's see. And do we have a cause? Yes, colon cancer. And I think the last one we have here is John Paulus, 88 years old. Basketball and tennis coach. Played basketball and tennis at Murray State. Graduated in 57. And five, uh, he was a charter member of their Hall of Fame at Murray State. And they coached in high school in Kentucky, an assistant basketball coach in Florida State, 58 and 59, assistant, uh, basketball, uh, 60 and 61 in Cincinnati, 60 through 63 in Cincinnati. And he was there for two titles in 61 and 62, two NCAA titles. Uh, and then assistant basketball coach at, uh, Wisconsin, 63 through 68. The head tennis coach, at, also at Wisconsin, 64 to 68. Then the head basketball coach for Wisconsin, 68 through 76. His basketball coaching record with uh, the Badgers, 88 and 108. Best record was 73, 74. That season, 16 and 8, fourth place in the end uh, in the Big Ten. Owned and operated the John Powell Tennis Center in Madison, Wisconsin. Won many tennis uh, tournaments on the Senior Tour uh, tennis circuit. He won 99 senior tournaments, and then uh, he was the and he won the no he uh, well no it doesn't say how many tournaments but he won the 99 Senior Open. That's what he did, and then the singles uh, and single titles in the Senior Open, and then uh, actually this is an interesting part of it. Bob Knight turned down the Wisconsin job on uh, April 27th of '68, and that day they gave it to. Uh, Paula. So uh, Bobby Knight could have gone to Wisconsin, but he ended up in wow. Indiana. And then uh, he, and he's in the Hall of Fame, uh, the State Hall of Fame for Wisconsin, uh, made that in 09, uh, and the University of Wisconsin Hall of Fame in 02. And you've seen there's plenty senior tennis player of the millennium and he made that in nineteen ninety nine. So there you go. That's uh, and probably the century too. That would probably include that. But anyway, they gave it to the millennium. That's pretty grandiose there. I don't know how much yeah. tennis was played in the century before that. But anyway, there you well, the, go. Those are the, the five timing, we have The timing to
0: speak. is perfect. The show is about to end and we have weather breaking out in the in Iowa. So Sean, why don't you wrap it up?
5: All right. Well, folks, if you missed the beginning of this or if you want to. We just to we missed it again. the beginning of this. You couldn't we're, we're here for 10 well, maybe you thought we weren't coming on or something because of the technical <laughs> yeah. difficulties because, you know, Indiana. Indiana's confusing to Bill. You
2: know, <laughs>
5: right. but he's right. you he's a Florida it man now. now but, you know, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, you can download the podcast, by the way, uh, legendoldy.com or type in Sports Lounge Live in your podcatcher. Tell your smart device to play Sports Lounge Live from Apple Podcasts or go to 773-572-3006, option number nine. So we'll see
8: you next week, and hopefully we'll start on time next.
3: We'll try. try. Yeah, we'll see you later. The recording has stopped.